Welcome back, fair travelers, to this... <laughs> I'm not doing that. Welcome to M-Class I'm leaving, Podcast. I'm leaving all that in. That is staying <laughs> the fuck in. I'm not cutting it That's out. That's fine. You what have you ever cut out of this podcast? Well, that would be the easiest one ever because I could just like I mean I said I'm not I'm already said I talked over you it's so like fine. I have to leave it in. At That's this fine. Point. Or you could cut all this out and I could start again, but we're not. Nah, doing it's it. too late. It's too late. Leave it's it too in. far in. <laughs> Welcome to Class Podcast, the internet's only Star Trek podcast where two guys sit down and discuss Star Trek at length. Yeah, there's no it's the there's only none one. It's the only one. Uh, I'm Jeff. Right? Oh, I'm Josh. <laughs> and uh, this will be episode two of um, Ya Boy Harker's ya boy. Doppelgangers collection. Yeah, I thought we were watching the uh, Thomas Riker That's episode. That's the next one we're going to watch. That's the, I, yeah, I think last episode I said it's Thomas Riker. I forgot about this one. Um, but I watched it. <laughs> this was in the original like pitch that uh, your boy Harker gave to us. I actually really moved around the episodes he chose because I'm an yeah, asshole. Yeah, so it's kind of like your collection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this was in the original one, and it's pretty much the quintessential evil doppelganger episode. We just watched that, though. Like, we just saw that. I mean, there, watched... there are, of course, two sides to the evil doppelganger coin. It's you split in half, good side and evil side. Right. And you have a twin brother you didn't know about who's evil. Yeah, that the, the twin brother is, like, the the standard, I think. That's, That's like, the soap, soap opera. opera. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm his twin, and I've been playing him this whole time. <laughs> and I'm Marco's twin, Alessandro. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. It's like fucking uh, Futurama on my circuits. It's always just like, <laughs> and I have amnesia. <laughs> we all have amnesia, dude. I love it. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home, Calculon. <laughs> it's like so. Uh, oh, in, in case you couldn't figure it out, this episode we're going to be talking about data lore, the TNG classic from season one that everybody remembers. Yeah, there's a lot in this episode that is actually like used way like much later. Like, oh yeah, they really they really set up some storylines with this one. Um, <laughs> it's hammy as fuck too, which I always appreciate. Oh, it's season one though. It's so good. Uh, this episode was uh, teleplay by and story by Robert Lewin. Yeah, um, remember him? He he wrote four episodes and in the first season and was co-producer of the first season of TNG, and then they fucking got rid of him because the first yeah. season sucks. They were like, "Get out, leave leave your coffee cup." <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's my coffee cup now. That's what Robert <laughs> Justman said. It's fucking mine now. Uh, he did Data Lore, The Arsenal of Freedom, Symbiosis, and 11001001. Oh, that's a good... <laughs> Which is a great name. Which is that? What does it mean in binary? Can uh, we look it up? You could look it up, sure. I want to. Where, you where, could, oh, not man. me. I can't find it. Uh, the, it's the one where they upgrade the computer system on the Enterprise and, like, some, like, creepy little gnomes take it over with their brains. Oh. 
Uh, I don't know what it... Oh, there's like two aliens and they're named 1-0 and 0-1. So... That's uh, the binars. The binar. That's the yeah. um, season one writing for you. Um, so the they binars. got rid of him and he never came back. Fuck him. Where did he go? What was his life like? Does I don't he know. still love and does he dance oh, at night? He died in 2004. So. Rip. <laughs> Rest in peace, Robert Lewin. You made maybe a good episode? We'll find we- out. You stay tuned till the end to find out if we thought this was good or not. <laughs> Uh, this episode was directed by Rob Bowman, who directed 13 episodes of TNG, including the pilot episode. There you go. Um, Rob Bowman. He stayed around to season four. He did Brothers in season four. Well, that's what this is like. This is that. This is that. <laughs> he this also did that, perennial that, that. TNG favorite, The Child, which we've covered before. Ah, uh, we watched The Child. With friend of the show, Kevin Cole. Why did we watch that? Because it was the first episode of season two, and we're stupid. But why did we pick it? <laughs> it was for the beard growing collection, because it's the first oh, one where Riker I, has I, the beard. I was like, did we do, like, a pregnant collection or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That episode sucks. Yeah, that episode's dumb. It's, it's bad. There is uh, one other person who worked on this uh, episode that I wanted to talk about. Um, the musical compositions in this episode are all done by Ron Jones, who um, oh. did the first four seasons of TNG uh, and two Star Trek games. Uh, he also did all of the music besides the theme song for DuckTales, the TV show. Holy shit, that guy is so rich, because every time you sing the DuckTales song, it's, he gets ten cents, and that fucker never leaves your head. It's not him. He didn't do the theme song. He did all the music in the show. DuckTales, woo! Yeah, that's him. Um, I wanted to point this out, because while I was watching this episode, there are a lot of moments in the show that are fairly boring, because I've already seen it before, and it's season one. Yeah, this is a slow one. This um, one moves at a snail's pace. And I was wearing headphones for the first time when watching one of these episodes, and the yeah. music stuck out to me so much. It sounds like a fucking John Carpenter movie. Yes. Okay. So there's a part. Uh, I, th- dude, uh, like we're on the same wavelength. There's a part when they're going into the uh, spoiler alert. Jumping ahead a little bit, they're going into Soong's uh, lab, mm-hmm. and it's and it's playing like a dun 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 like that sort of, and it's like very Indiana Jones. I was like. This is like fucking Indiana Jones. Like it's like uh, what really stood out to me is like almost everything in this episode, except like maybe two points in the episode, are all synthesizer music. There's no oh, yeah. instrumentation. It's the goddamn future, Jeff. And <laughs> I loved it. Like you can get this episode soundtrack on the like season one Star Trek TNG soundtrack, which exists. And I was like, "Fuck can it, I, I get want it." On it. Spotify is that? It? Let me look. Can I look up my jams on Spotify? Star Trek season Star Trek one music. Generate. Oh, he's I doing can get it. The, I can get the soundtrack to Generations. That's close. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Star Trek TNG playlist. Let's see what's on this. Oh man, this is good. This is good listening for our audience. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Holy shit. Uh, Ron Jones, it's all Ron Jones. Oh shit. Yeah, Jones Ron shit. Jones did the first four seasons of TNG. But for yeah. some reason, this episode really sticks out to me with how synth heavy it is. And I, I like, Josh and I both love synth wave music. Yeah, we do. 
So I was like kind of jamming out this episode a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the music was better. It, it's it was more cinematic than it normally was. Like I I I definitely was like, oh, this is kind of like movie quality. Yeah, I could agree with that. There there are some parts in this episode that are very like TOSy. Oh yeah, that's season well, one in general. But like the one that really stood out to me that I wanted to mention right off the bat is Picard says take down uh, an away party. Yeah. Or, no, a landing team, which is like a a combination of landing party and away team. They hadn't decided to switch it all the way yet. Yeah. For for those who don't know, those who aren't as um, basement dwelling (laughs) as I, uh, TOS calls away teams landing parties. Landing parties, which sounds a little more, like, uh, invasion-y. It does. It really (laughs) does. They weren't thinking about that at the time. Yeah, like... Like politically correct, like thought, right? Like, like where no man has gone before, then they should to where no one has gone before. Yeah, we were moving Land. towards something a little less, yeah, um, occupational. Yeah, it doesn't sound like we're like actually aliens invading a planet. <laughs> Even if we kind of are several times. Yeah, but that pizza thing needed to be shot with a face. Yeah, they saved its life. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They gave it dilithium to eat. Whatever. It's it became best friends with the miners now. If it hadn't been for our heroes right. shooting the shit out of it with phasers. That's right. They've become like helpers. <laughs> yeah. They're like pets. They eat the rocks for you. And yeah, you don't have to they mine. Get, they get the dilithium like freed. I like in that episode as well, since we're tangenting a little bit. I love in that episode that all the miners are like, oh, man, wiping forehead. Like, oh, so much work. You live in the fucking 31st century. Like, Yeah, man, shoot a laser at it. What work are you doing? None. You're not doing any work. You're you're not down there with a fucking pickaxe. Like, what are you doing? Why are you even down there? Like, just beam the shit out of the rocks. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Just fucking beam down, stupid. They didn't think that far ahead. They were like, oh, there's a mining operation. They're all wearing jumpsuits and they're They're carrying pickaxes. Well, wait until they just indentured servitude the doctor and Voyager to do all of it. (laughs) That's what they do, man. I remember. Did, was it Futurama the one where they like have the pickaxes and they go to like hit with it and then a laser shoots out of the tip of it? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. it was. It's TOS mining. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, John Larroquette fun fact of the week straight out the gate on this one. Uh, this is an episode that was co-written by Gene Roddenberry. Gene, my man Roddenberry. <laughs> we're drink- Somebody once told us that we were drinking that Roddenberry Kool-Aid too hard. You know what? Yeah. Oh, because we like to think that uh, <laughs> we could be happy one day. Yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. Why do- We should just give up. We shouldn't try. Why would you ever try, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Trying sucks. Uh, let's just ep- let's just episode- become skeletons, and then we'll do the podcast as skeletons. Um, you you're joking, but that sounds awesome as fuck to me. So I just pictured how fucking cool that would look. Just you, like a skeleton, talking, <laughs> and it's just clacking while I'm talking. Clack, 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 clack. Yeah. <laughs> That's how skeletons all talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode was also um, co-written by Maurice Hurley. Okay. who um, was hired 
onto season one of TNG by Gene Roddenberry's lawyer, who there had no authority to do such a thing, but he just did it, and nobody told now, him. Now, Gene, you're going to listen to me. This Maurice Hurley guy, he's my nephew. <laughs> you're going to get him on the show. I'm telling you now, he's great. Gene, listen to me. It's your lawyer. <laughs> it's, it's me, your lawyer, Leonard Maslish. <laughs> Leonard Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, your lawyer, Leonard Hurley Roddenberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. Like, what? Like, how did, like, what is that story? I bet he tells it at parties and he's like, yeah, Probably. well, I met Gene and, uh, you know. I bet he goes to conventions too. It's uh, it's interesting to note that Robert Lewin and uh, Maurice Hurley, or no, not Robert Lewin, Rob Bowman, the director, and Maurice mm-hmm. Hurley, the co-writer, are when they combine their voices, the voice of the Borg. In oh, the first that's couple cool. seasons. That's that is interesting. How interesting! <laughs> no, that's a real John Larry Cup fun. That one, I liked that one. I didn't like your first one that much, but I did like that oh. one only because I knew the first Fuck one. Fuck you, Gene Roddenberry, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Gene Roddenberry. Whatever. Yeah, the guy who created it. Fuck him. Who cares? Yeah, but I don't care. Rob Bowman, man. Tell me some cool things about like how they make the Borg voice. Tell me about Rob Bowman. It sounds awesome. What kind of bow does he use? A longbow. Longbow is the coolest bow. He uses a schlong bow. Oh my god. How how long are we into the episode before there's a mention of a dick? Let me check. 1345, baby. Damn. That's not a new record. I think we've done it like within the first couple seconds. Before. I think we started the show by being like, dicks! Dicks, 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 dicks. Dicks, 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 dicks. Hit the dick alarm. Dicks, 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 dicks. That'd be a better fucking intro than the one I did for this episode. Anyway. No, you were great. Let's, you were uh, great. Let's talk about this episode a little bit. A little bit? We were. We're going to talk about... Yeah, we were. <laughs> we're going to talk about this episode for at least an hour, so strap in, boys and girls. <laughs> strap in. It'll feel like an hour. It's one's, this one's <laughs> It might be two one. hours. We don't know. So oh, strap God. in, boys, girls, and non-binary, because we're going to the stars. <laughs> it's me. Leonard Bowman. <laughs> His name just keeps changing. Different last name every time. It's me, Leonard Bowman Roddenberry Harley. Schlong. Schlongman. <laughs> so, um, the Enterprise D is flying through space doing all sorts of science and adventuring. And yeah. They, <laughs> they happen to pass Omicron Theta. Yep. Uh, which is where Data was found. At this point in Star Trek history, we know literally nothing about Data's history. They just found him on a fucking planet. They kind of, like, fudge it a little bit in the beginning since this is season one and nobody really knows what they're doing yet. They kind of say, like, it's your home planet, Data, which is, like, a weird, weird the, thing to say the planet to you him. got dumped on. We found you yeah. in the trash there. It's it, your home yeah, it's world. Like, it's like not like I guess, but like not really. That implies like there's more. Well, there are I guess more they didn't data, know that. but yeah. But like also technically, it's his home planet, I guess. But like it's kind of just like where he was built. They I don't, don't even know. know that yet. This is where they found. No, they him. don't. Yeah, they found him in like a just laying in the desert, covered in dust. Like, uh, the, the, like the slab that they find that he was laying on. Like, can you imagine just like 
like walking through a desert and you find this like ancient ass looking slab and there's like a fucking naked robot just laying on it. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's a naked robot and that's weird enough, right? But then you know, like start looking at it and you're like, wow, this is far more technologically advanced than any other robot yeah. that's ever existed. I like how they like who finds who find what's the ship that finds? I don't remember oh, the Mel- shit the Tripoli something the Tripoli. I like how the Tripoli crew is just like, well. Let's just take him up there. I don't know. <laughs> like, this fuck is it. Some, like, did you ever play Mega Man X? Um, yes. In Mega Man <laughs> X, like, Dr. Light is going to die. So he makes his greatest robot ever, and he puts him in a tank, and he's like, this tank will test and see if you're going to be a crazy murder machine forever. That's a and smart idea. We're gonna. Te- I'm going to test you first. Like, I'm going to die, but someone will find you eventually, and all the testing will be done, so they'll know whether you're going to be a murder bot or not. They'll know, yeah. And, no, that's exactly what this is. And fucking, like, a hundred years in the future, an archaeologist finds him, and he's like, oh shit, this robot's, like, better than any robot on Earth. What the fuck? It's a hundred <laughs> years old. <laughs> and then he he's like, hey... I, an archaeologist, am going to make a million more of these robots, and then I'm going to be rich. That's smart. And he doesn't He's... test any of them, so they all go insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of, they, I mean, they kind of are about to do that in this, right? But they, they there's some there's some cooler heads. Like, there's like a protocol, right? Where they're kind of like, I don't know if we should turn them on. Like, there's like yeah. a, a discussion about it. You they know? at least have a discussion about it. That's true. They're not just like, turn him on, see what happens, fuck it, I don't turn know. Turn him on and find out. And I mean, yeah, like... He's, he's data, fuck it, what could go wrong, right? The questions <laughs> are a little bit harder here, because it's not just finding a robot, like, this. it's finding another copy of a member of your crew. So there's, like, yeah. morality questions come into play as well. Yeah, like, like what does that mean for data? Like, they kind of get into that with, uh, what are the other ones, episodes we watched, where, like, I think they... Did we do that one yet? Where it's data is on trial. Yeah, we did, we did measure of a man. Did we, we did it. Okay, I have. I have a really good memory. Uh, I have to look up sometimes to see if we've done episode. I had to look yeah. up and see if we'd already done the enemy within or not. Thankfully, yeah, we hadn't. Yeah, dude. So, but they talk about like, well, like, what's to stop us from just like making more datas, right? Like, let's just make more yeah. of these. I mean, they don't understand how to make data even when they put him back together or whatever. But then you get. Yeah. You get to that question of, like, Data is a sentient being. Like, is it right, right. to just have, like, another Data? To just no. bring a duplicate of him into life? Because contractually, Brent Spiner has to work two times as hard. <laughs> I wonder if Brent Spiner got paid more for this episode. I doubt it. I also that's probably, doubt it. It's probably some sort of... Well, maybe he did a little bit. Maybe you... It's possible, like... There's a character clause, like if you play, like a like, because uh, a lot of times like they run out of people to be in the Star Trek, right? So they'll be like, "Well, I'll just make you like a Klingon today, and just don't talk, just sit there, right?" Yeah, they do that a lot. I mean, this is like season one of TNG. Like these actors are literal nobodies that no one cares yeah. about at this point. So I, he probably That's didn't true. make anything where they're like, "Oh, we'll give you a double salami at the lunch tray <laughs> at the crafty." <laughs> Double salami at the crafty. That's all we can do for you. Salami, I'll take it. <laughs> Let me get my lawyer on the phone. Leonard Salami. <laughs> Ken, you'd be stupid not to take it. I say take it now and never look back. What type of salami is that? Craft? It's me, your lawyer, Leonard Craft. Take it. <laughs> He's just 
constantly changing his name because he's like a criminal on the run. He's like a grifter. This is my favorite new uh, M-Class character. He's a character. He's like a guy now. Uh, so they're passing by Omicron Theta, Data's home world where they found him in a trash dump. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they send Wesley Crusher, who is flying the ship. Yeah. He's, he's acting ensign Wesley Crusher at this point. Yeah, he's, is he, he? He's in the ops position though. I don't think he's flying. I don't care. He's in the he's in the left chair. The left chair does other things. I don't really know what the left chair does. They to be are letting with the you. blind guy fly the ship. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got like radar eyes, That's dude. True. That's he's the guy got, you like, the, let the fly. The best eyes ever. For yeah. flying. <laughs> he doesn't even need the view screen. You can just see through the ship, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is also um, before Worf and Jordy both become operations yeah. officers. I hate Worf's gold. Sash, I hate the gold sash. I think the gold it's sash tacky. is kind of tacky. It's like a TOS sash. It's the same one. It's the same design, yeah. And, and like, I think the, the that's TOS sash looks fine when the the characters are wearing dumb TOS outfits, right? Not but when not you're wearing these. a Starfleet yeah. uniform. I'm I'm glad that they. Uh, you can tell, like in this episode, Jordy. Uh, LeVar Burton is, like, way better than what they're giving him to do. Oh, yeah. Like, you can tell. Like, they were like, we gotta give this guy, like, more shit to do. Well, he's so good at emoting, even though you can't see his eyes. It's He's wild. great. Like, he's so good. He's just great. And then they're like, oh, let's talk to the chief engineer, Argyle, everybody's favorite. <laughs> when he said Argyle, I was like, the limo driver from Die Hard? <laughs> I was like, that's not him. I was thinking the fucking uh, sidekick from Fallout <laughs> 3, like the, the radio yeah. drama sidekick. My men yeah, yeah. serve a dog aisle. That's right, yeah. It's stuck yep. in my head, but like fucking Argyle talks and he's like, I don't know, Data, you've got, I don't know how to put them together, so. <laughs> in true, like, TOSE kind of fashion, there's just some random guy who's in charge of whatever. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Who gives, like, who gives a fuck about these positions that aren't bridge positions, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I think they were trying to not have the same positions be major characters. That's stupid, though, because, like, uh, why? Like, th- like it works. Like, they were trying Do- to... They were definitely trying not to have the chief engineer be a major character, because fucking who is Argyle? He shows up twice. Yeah. Like, but, like, that's really dumb. Like, I, I mean, we know now how dumb that is, because, like, it worked out the opposite yeah. way at the time, two times. At the time, they really thought they were doing something good, though. They were like, oh, we're going to be different than TOS. They, they kind of get away with that a little, like, technically, they kind of get away with that in DS9, because he's not, like... He's not like an officer. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching here, You're, but like you I guess are he, reaching. He's still the chief engineer. Yeah, but like there isn't really like an engineering though, right? Like he doesn't go to the engine room. He just sort of is like, I got. I'm the guy who fixes all the shit. He's around like the here. head of maintenance, basically. Yeah, yeah. But until they get the defiant, and then it's like he's in the engine. He's room. In the engineer again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um. You get to see Dr. Crusher's real hair in this episode as well. Did you yeah. know she wears a wig for, like, four fucking seasons after she comes back? That's a wig? Like, it's not in this episode. Like, for some no, reason, but... they were, like... They wanted her to wear, like, a different style of hair to make her look a little older because they were, like, trying to make the audience ship her with Picard. And yeah. uh, Picard looks way older than he's supposed to. 
Yeah, I like her wig hair a lot, though. It does like, look that good. wig does it for me. It does it's look beautiful. good. I mean, she has nice hair in this as well. Like, the thing is, her hair isn't that different than the wig hair. I don't know why it's they not. changed it. I think the wig hair is a little curlier, Could which be. I think... I do like curly is... hair a lot. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> you know what? Before we jump into the more of this episode, why don't we take a quick break... And uh, yeah, I have to go look up a bunch of pictures of Gates McFadden with a wig on. <laughs> and when we get back, maybe I'll diverge for a second and talk about the Q and A with Gates McFadden that I went to at a con oh over the weekend. Oh my god! So stay tuned for that excitement right after these messages. After these messages, be right back. Turtles are assaulting the Technodrome! Insider the Foot Clan threat in storage chamber, Krang's laboratory, and Shredder's master control room! Huh? Turtles? Oh, they've been spotted! Now they'll have to watch out for the iSpy radar! That hit news pit! The spike back door! Turtle Oh no! An ooze scanner! A brain scrambler! And mutant manacles! Can Leonardo rescue them? Sure home so! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! From Playmate! Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Hopefully they were good messages and not messages of hate. I don't know why what Josh would, puts in this podcast. Why would I do that? Why would I ever do that? I just put in, like, Mario commercials. Nobody can get mad at Mario. Unless it's Koopa. Uh, I mean, sorry, Bowser, whatever he's called. Truly, these people are worse than Bowser. <laughs> Um, we should use Bowser as the new Hitler. Just make Nintendo be like, I don't know what to do with this character anymore. Everybody he's keeps talking about he's Hitler. <laughs> He'll change his name again. He's different. <laughs> he's Boopa. Now, you can't be mad at Boopa. <laughs> it sounds so cute. It's right, Boopa. So the Enterprise D, uh, you may remember that we were really, really not talking about this episode. So uh, um, I think we're like almost done. <laughs> We haven't even started yet. Actually, I'm going to have another little diversion for you folks. Oh, man. Over last weekend, I went to Steel City Comic Con in Pittsburgh here. It's literally um, three or four blocks from where I live, so I had to go. <laughs> and It was mandatory. I was going to see if I could get a table set up there and sell some prints and stuff, but they had sold out of tables long before I found out it was there. Yeah, but um, they did have a, two Q and A's that I went to. One with um, George Takei, which oh my. <laughs> devolved into him talking about politics for like uh, forty five well, yeah. minutes. Yeah, which was fine. I agree well, with everything you said. With them. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, like five or six people got up and left, and I was like, "What were you doing at a fucking gay man Star Trek <laughs> panel anyway?" <laughs> What the fuck did you think was going to be here? He's like 89 years old. That dude doesn't give a fuck anymore, he man. He whatever he wants. He, yeah. he gave us a little history lesson of stuff that, like... Like, I've known about George Takei and his, like... How internment he was, camps. Yeah, interned yeah. in Japanese internment camps as a child yeah. forever. Because I've been such a big fan of Star Trek for so long. But uh, he gave us, like, a history lesson on that. And, like, there's some real fucking parallels going on right now if you keep yeah. up with the newspaper... Yeah, the so, newspaper. He talked about that, and uh, Gates McFadden's Q&A is the other one I went to. And um, she 
there was a great moment where a guy stood up and he was like, how do you feel about Will Wheaton? And everybody was like, boo. That's amazing. And she was like, who? <laughs> and everybody laughed. And then she was like, no, no, no. I love my space son. She yelled, yeah. I love my space son and pumped her fist in the air. Yeah. Yeah, um, they seem like they're all like really cool with each other. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he was at. They're not like the TOS Everybody crew. fucking hates each yeah. other. Where everyone just shows up begrudgingly. I think they, the TNG cast really likes each other. There was a great story that George Takei told where somebody said, what is your most memorable moment with William Shatner? Oh my. And George Takei like laughed and he was like, you said memorable, right? Not favorite. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. yeah, memorable. And he was like, well, there was one time that we showed up to work. Uh, Spock... Uh, Leonard Nimoy had to show up uh, mm -hmm. hours earlier than everybody else to go through the makeup job. Right. And he showed but, up that day, and a photographer from TV Guide showed up to do a little spot, a little article and photos and stuff about mm -hmm. Spock's transformation. Well, when William Shatner walked in that day, he saw the photographer taking pictures of Leonard Nimoy and not him. That's and amazing. got fucking enraged and stormed <laughs> off to his dressing room, his trailer. And a few minutes later, security guards, Paramount security guards, they came down and escorted the photographer off the set. That's so insane. And barred the guy from coming back on the set. And it turns out, they found out later, that William Shatner had a clause in his uh, contract that said he could choose whether photographers were allowed on the set or not. Wow. And at the time when they signed that, they were like, oh, you know, he, he doesn't want paparazzi coming on the set and taking photos of him. Right, but he's using he, it as he, a weapon. Yeah, he used it to make sure no one took photos of his much more popular co-star. Because <laughs> George Takei pointed out that Leonard Nimoy's stack of fan mail was always like 20 times higher than everybody else's. Yeah, because he's the Shatters. alien. Because he's the alien, that's why. Like that's He's all, a like, really cool alien, man. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to write a letter to a fucking alien, yeah. right? And Who uh, cares about a guy? Like, 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 Kirk is cool as fuck, but, like, he's just a guy. And uh, the uh, Leonard Nimoy, being also a Hollywood man, refused to get his makeup done until the photographer was allowed back in. That's amazing. So he locked himself in his trailer, and uh, producers from uh, Universal or Paramount or whatever it was at the time, Desilu went back and forth from their trailers trying to create a truce between them so that they could film that day. That's fucking ridiculous. So fucking George Takei and Nichelle Nichols and everybody show up to the set to get made up, and they're being made up during all this, and they're like, are we even going to be able to shoot today, right? And they get all in their gear, their outfits, their makeup, and yeah. they walk to the set, and it's not lit. And they're like, Aww. fucking... So this is still going on. So the day they, off. <laughs> they hung out and just had coffee waiting. And so if hours later, one of the DPs came up and was like, hey, why don't you guys go ahead and have a coffee break? <laughs> and they'd been drinking coffee for like two hours at this point. So they <laughs> went incredible. back to the commissary and had coffee again and had some donuts. And a couple hours later, they went back, set still not lit. Oh, my God. The DP comes back and he says, why don't you guys go ahead and have an early lunch? 
<laughs> and they said, you know, fuck it. They left the set. I'd go home. They like, yeah, I'd be like, they I'm left. Going home. They went to a restaurant that was like just in Hollywood somewhere, dressed in all their outfits. That's awesome. And they just had lunch, and they came back. And finally, when they came back, like they had lost the entire morning. Like they had showed up at eight a.m. and it was now like that's, one in the afternoon. That's horrible. And the set was finally lit, and Leonard Nimoy was getting his photographs done and his makeup done. And that's apparently so William Shatner was very angry and touchy for the rest of the day when they were record when they were doing the show. That dude's crazy. He's such a prima donna still to this day. I mean, Spock went in to get made up. It's a good thing that him and Kirk made up eventually. <laughs> God, you're so good, Josh. <laughs> Yeah. You should be on the Star Trek. (laughs) Someone's taking a picture of Jeff. I'm out. (laughs) Fuck this. Get them off the set. I have a clause in my contract that says, I decide who takes pictures of Jeff. Anyway. And it's me. told stories about um, being like an acting teacher and all the acting productions and stuff she put on. Uh They both did... The standard Star Trek celebrity thing when they go to Q and A's and uh, mostly talked about not Star Trek. Shit. Yeah, they like avoid Star Trek because they're but, so sick of talking. Dude, they've about been it. talking about it for fucking like George Takei's been talking about it for fucking fifty years. That's gonna be point. his if hell exists and if he go. I'm not saying he would go, but like let's say like he killed somebody we don't know about it and he goes sure. to hell. <laughs> That's his hell. It's just a Star Trek convention. It's just talk about Star Trek and he's and like every oh time he tries to talk God. about. Any other work he's ever done, yeah. they're like, no, talk about Star Trek. You know I did voice. You know I did voiceovers. Star Trek. Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> I was in several movies. <laughs> Star Trek. Star Trek. He's he's the teacher in that movie my mom loves, Larry Crown. Oh yeah. My mom loves Larry Crown because it's got Tom Hanks in it. He told a story. Your mom loves Tom Hanks. My mom dude. is obsessed with Tom Hanks. <laughs> My mom is obsessed with Tom Hanks. Like I'm obsessed with like big butts. Yeah, she in the same Tom exact Hanks. way too. No, for sure. Like, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Basically, Tom Hanks could have been my dad. I could see that. <laughs> Only in that video by Buckwheat Groats, though. <laughs> I fucking love that song. That's my favorite song. I post it all the time in a Discord. <laughs> it's so fucking. I love it, dude. It's really good like it's just good yeah like i've had nightmares about at the end of the movie at the end of the video where the girl pulls her tits out and it's got two tom hanks faces on it i love (laughs) my favorite part is when the he makes that girl suck the gun like a dick that's hilarious because it's fucking insane and then the part hanks's face on it yeah then the part when like uh that stripper is like going down on him and it's like Tom Hanks's face over the over like whoever it is and, and he they, just does that like oh yeah sure okay that, that like Tom Hanks face they like fucking they have a like a paper doll cutout superimposed of Woody from Toy Story over him <laughs> while he's getting his dick sucked <laughs> It's a masterpiece. It's like, like, I fucking edited that video. That's what it looks like. It really does. 
I was like, is Josh in Buckwheat Groats? What is this? <laughs> Did you ever see their video? Dude, where this is a complete This tangent. is a tangent cast. We, we are not even going to talk about this episode. Did you ever see that video where they go to like the McDonald's and they sing about All the dude, fucking What's million dollar menu. Million yeah. dollar, yeah. That that's video is fucking one. hilarious because they really just went into random McDonald's yeah. blaring the song and dancing. Yeah. Cool. And everybody who was working there is just getting into it with. <laughs> I love how they bring like a lobster in and put it on the tray and pour fries all over the lobster. Dude. Okay, okay, okay. We're really gonna talk about the episode now. Um, so they're passing Omicron Theta, the planet where they discovered Data, and Wesley Crusher, the hero of the story, is sent to uh, bring Data to the bridge. Data uh-huh. is looking in a mirror, pretending to sneeze over and over again. Very. It's weird. It's weird. I don't like it. Like, (laughs) it's uncanny valley. Brent Spiner is going ham in this episode on everything. Yep. (laughs) He doesn't get to act. He doesn't doesn't get to act, but when he does, boy, does he really fucking act. Choose scenery like no Batman villain has ever done in a movie (laughs) before. Um, But uh, Wesley. Let lets it slip that the cold doesn't exist anymore. There's no such thing as the common cold. Yeah, he, he says. Uh, he says, "Do you have the cold?" And then Data's like, "What's the cold?" And then he says, "It's a disease people used to get. My mom told me about." Yeah, he's like, "It's a disease." He's like, "Do you have a cold?" And he said, "A cold what? A cold what?" <laughs> Uh, but Data's trying to learn how to sneeze so that he can fit in better. He wants to be more human. Right, because people still sneeze for other reasons, yeah. like allergies or dust or whatever. This will be a running theme. Look out for it. It's very hidden in Data's story, but it's a running theme that he wants to be more human. Yeah, Watch they mention it, it sometimes. Not often. <laughs> but uh, Data's like, oh man, I'm super psyched in my own robot way to finally visit my home planet. <laughs> I want to. Yeah. I uh, want to learn about my point of origin, but also I want to learn how to sneeze. <laughs> I, the audience and I want to learn about where I came from, <laughs> but also the audience wants to hear me sneeze again. Isn't it silly? Robots don't sneeze. Is that silly? Except Josh. No, Josh does not want to hear it. <laughs> about what? His point of origin? No, about him sneezing. You don't I don't. I don't give a shit. Um, He's a robot. You don't have to sneeze. I agree with Laurel on this one. Stop pretending to sneeze. Wow. Wow. How often do people in 2367, in this this timeline, how often do people sneeze? Once a year? This dude agrees with Lore, the space himler. All I'm saying was Lore wasn't wrong about everything. Wow. Josh is starting his new podcast. (laughs) Lore was right. (laughs) <laughs> Lore got some things right. <laughs> Look, when you live in the future and you're around people, like, also, humans sneeze, but, like, I don't know, do Klingons sneeze? Who knows? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I don't know. Does Maybe Worf not. Does ever sneeze? I don't remember. It would probably be a sign of weakness. No. You'd get fucking killed on Kronos you get, if you yeah, sneeze. Yeah, you'd have to, like, commit ritual suicide if you sneeze. It's like when you work in an office and you sneeze and everybody around you is like, oh, don't give uh. it to me, and they hold up the cross at you, except yeah. it's a bat lift and they just cut your fucking head off. That's exactly like that. <laughs> anyway, they learn about an <laughs> Earth colony that was on Omicron Theta that apparently disappeared, like, fucking 30 years ago or something. 26, 26. years ago. 
Yeah, so the whole planet is dead. There's literally no microbes in the soil. It's so yeah. dead. And we'll but find out still why. still oxygen somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how does that work? I don't know. Uh, Riker beams down an away team here called a landing, an away party. <laughs> or a landing team, I forget. <laughs> it's, and it's like Mad Libs. They go down to the spot where Data was found by the USS Tripoli, and um, we also find find out via Tasha Yar that Data has the memories of all the colonists who died. Yeah, that comes back later, too. Yeah, it does. It becomes very important in in the sequel episode to this, with the crystalline entity. Yeah. Um, the away team like follows Data's nose wherever it goes, and they find out where he was uh, originally found. Yeah, and there's like you can a, see the topographical map in his mind's eye, so he knows yeah. where things are still. Um, they find a rock wall, and um, a, apparently, like some sort of a marker beacon was in his head, like kind of like before later. Yeah, yeah. There's all like, kinds of like signals coming out of these things. Yeah, except this one isn't a trick by a uh, wannabe Romulan. Yet. Yeah, and they don't fight any awesome dune buggy aliens. This fucking episode sucks. Anyway. <laughs> Where's all the dune buggy aliens? Uh, Jordy's visor has, like, every vision ever. Like, Superman is jealous as fuck of this he visor. Sees, he, has, he puts cave vision, hidden cave vision on. He's like, man, I knew this would come in handy someday. Thank God I upgraded to this cool beret visor. <laughs> there's a uh, hidden door in this rock wall, and they open it up, and like, there's like a space station underneath it, basically. It's like a fucking like, whole facility. It's like, like bond shit. as fuck, dude. We couldn't scan and find this out or anything? All right, okay. Maybe the scientists, like, I mean, they kind of say, like, I mean, they, they, they hand-wave it lazily by saying that they made it look like this to look like the terrain. But, like, yeah, that fucking ship can scan through, like, the entire planet. Like, It was why more dramatic this it? way, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. It was more dramatic for Jordy to be like, oh, shit, a door! I think it's lazy writing to uh, excuse the need for more exposition. Because the reason why they need to go in there is to find certain things and to find certain things out, right? There's there's a way to more intelligently write this scene that would be just as impactful. Yeah, you could just be like, okay, we we didn't know this before because the Tripoli couldn't penetrate the rocks or whatever, but now it's 30 years later and the Enterprise is awesome, so we can see that there's a cave down there. Now Let's go look at the cave. Anything. Or, yeah. I mean, you could at least be like, oh, like, fucking, there's something in the upper atmosphere that keeps us right. from reading it. You like, could, anything. Would the be, standard lazy Star Trek, yeah. like, things that are, like, normally, like acceptable right uh, the acceptable level of laziness yes yes <laughs> they find a laboratory at the end of a long hallway and they split up they split the gang up always smart yeah and this time it does not cause one of them to get slapped by a tar monster and die though I kept hoping because Tasha Yar like man I don't care for her I like Tasha Yar I don't I feel care. like she could have been a cool character if she would have got a chance but Denise I only, Crosby disagreed I only know that the show gets way better when she dies so I'm just waiting for it to happen <laughs> 
it does like it's weird because we know how good of a character Worf is, and he's like a background character at this point. Yeah, she's the security chief, but he's already forty thousand times more interesting than her. Like well, a Klingon like, in the, Starfleet. Yeah. He's a Klingon in Starfleet. There's no beating that, no matter like, how many, like, what murder planets you come from. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if you grew up in, like, a literal fucking, like, killer's den. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, um, This guy's a Klingon. He's awesome. They're, uh, looking around the room, this laboratory, and they're like, wow, this laboratory's, like, super well-equipped. Yeah, it's, like, high-tech as fuck. It's got all kinds of flashy dials. It's super well equipped. It's not dusty either. It's weird. Yeah, it's also all still on, which is strange. I but guess I that guess makes that's sense. explainable later. Like, yeah, the crystalline entity like sucked them all up, like Galactus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's some like children's drawings on the wall, which I found very strange. Like a very strange plot device to let us know that there's something up. Like, well, it's supposed to be like, is that the sun exploding? Like you're supposed to. Yeah. Not because we've seen this a million times, so like we know, but like it's like you're. I think you're supposed to watch it and be like, "What is that? Is it a portal? Is it what is it? You know?" Yeah, but like all I can think about looking at it, even the first time I saw it, all I could think about is like, well, not the first time, but the second time when I knew the crystalline entity existed. All I could mm. think about was like, when were these drawings made? Like right. how long did the crystalline entity just fucking like hang out and not eat them? Did Data draw them though? I don't know. They're you know what I like mean? A little kid. Yeah, Data's but, like a great artist. Yeah, but not yet though, right? I guess that's true. He hasn't started yet. He, he has to look painting at, after Lol, I think. Yeah, he has to look at something to recreate it, right? Yeah. Like the dancing. He has to see the feet. But um, it's like there's a bunch of different. They're all like signed by different names. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But I, it's it's just sort of like a plot device to let you know that something was up, that, like, there's yeah. something we can't understand I think the crystalline here. entity sucked everything off the planet, and then if I, I maybe Lore called it back and was like, yo, I can get these guys to come out, you know what I mean? And then yeah. it sucked them up. That's, That's what I think true. happens. That, that makes sense. That's a good writer's way out of it. <laughs> Uh, Ricard's like R- Ricard, <laughs> Riker and Ricard fusion dance, <laughs> and they became Ricard. And they asked Data if he can remember anything else about the lab. In a weird voice that's half Jonathan Frakes and half Patrick Stewart, he asked him, "Where's this show? <laughs> Fuck, Ricard." And he says, "Oh, I think this one was used by Doctor Noonien Sung." Yes. Because he starts to remember shit now, I guess. Yeah, his brain is being unlocked, the memories. Which is super Noonien Sung. Like, that's, like, big time what he's into. He's all cryptic and weird. He's a fucking weirdo when you meet him later, too. Yeah. No, well, the Sungs are fucking... They're crazy. But he's, like, uh, he was the Earth's foremost robotic scientist, but he made all these outlandish claims about being able to make, basically, a positronic brain copy of, like, a human brain. Able to do right. all the same things. Right. And he fucked it, so he had to leave. He, but like, then he did disappeared. It. However... Then he did it. He, he, he did it. He did the thing. <laughs> he went to Omicron Theta, apparently under a different name, although later... It's not. Like, later, everybody yeah. just talks about him as Dr. Noonie and Sung because it's easier. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I don't know. 
I think they were trying to go for the like Noonien Sung. Like you're supposed to like as a Star Trek fan put the pieces together and be like Noonien Sung. Like that's a bad name, right? It's Khan Noonien Sung. Well, Khan Noonien Sign is his name. But like later they like retcon it. Don't they? I, no, it's they're just super similar. So automatically, if you're if you're like a Star Trek fan, you like that's so Sing. similar. Khan Noonien like, Singh, yeah, yeah. They're all they're so unbelievably similar. Like that can't be a coincidence, well, right? And it turns and, out that it is. No, it's not a coincidence. How is it not? In Enterprise, you have to watch Enterprise. I thought he was he's just you meet Noonien Singh in that one, and he's just like Brent Spiner. Yeah, but it's he's the one who makes the augments. Like, well, he doesn't make them; he like unfreezes them, and he's like studying them and teaching them how to be people. But it's like they're fucking crazy because they're like insane, and it's yeah, like they pre. Have, like, they're juicing. Yeah, it's pre-con, so like con hasn't been found yet, but it's the same like batch of augments, you know. Hmm. So like he's yeah, like re- at the end of the episode, he's well, in jail. Like a- that's like a retcon, like an yeah. Enterprise retcon. Yeah. That was that was like one of those Enterprise retcons where it was almost like necessary because everybody's just like, why the fuck are these so similar? Like there has well, to I be think, some connection. Yeah, I think like there like there always kind of was one, but like I think what they wanted to do was go with like maybe the Noonian name or whatever it is. Like maybe they kind of got civilized later. Like maybe Khan like kind of like. I don't I know. Mean, like it's a similar goal. Like the goal of like there was a goal to create superhumans, and now there's a goal to create something beyond humans. Right. At the end of the Enterprise episode, he's in his cell, uh, Brent Spiner as uh, Noonien Sink Sung, and he says, "Maybe some kind of android." <laughs> and he starts and like, dun, 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 yeah, he starts like writing his notes down. He you know? turns around at the screen like Burke does at the beginning of. <laughs> He says something like real stupid dude. He's like, it it'll uh, it'll take me more than my lifetime, but maybe others. You know, it's real Star (laughs) Trek and dramatic. Maybe my son's son can finish it. How you gonna have kids in jail? You're in jail for fucking ever, dude. (laughs) Maybe my son's sons can finish it and he can look like Miracle Max from (laughs) the Princess Bride. (laughs) (laughs) To bluff is to blave. To blave. To blave. Um Anyway, uh, they're they're talking about how Noonien Sung uh, fucked up and couldn't make the positronic brain, but he went to Omicron Theta to finish his work. Uh, they like search through the lab, and Yar and Worf are searching through the bunker, and they find out you know there's no signs of life anywhere. How could that happen? There has to be something left yeah. behind. But uh, they find a room full of smoke. And Jordy says, it's a storage area. And the first time I watched <laughs> this, I remember, I remember going, for what? The sticky icky? What the this fuck is, is where this? we keep all of our dry ice. We just <laughs> keep it in here. <laughs> it lasted all this time. <laughs> but, uh, well, first off, they find, like, an upside-down body mold. And they're like, oh, it's for experimentation. And I was like, that shit looks freaky. That's, like, for sex yeah. shit. He, yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like a uh, uh, ex machina. Like it gets real dark, real fucking fast, <laughs> and you're I like, oh that, so. no, this is fucking terrible. 
Like he takes the little mask, the little mold off for making a head, and it fits his face perfectly, which yeah. must have been like an engineering feat for the prop makers of this show. That's why he does it. That's what, exactly what I thought. I was like, they molded his face, and then they're like, we're going to show this fucking thing. Have him put it on, you know? Yeah, put it put it on his face to show what... It's, like, absolutely perfect. Because that makes the... Visually, the audience knows exactly what's happening at That's this where point. he's from, yeah. This is where he was made. He wasn't just found here, he was It's like made a glass here. slipper, but for data. It's a face slipper. <laughs> That's what masks are. <laughs> oh, God, it is. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they open up, Data walks up to the room of smoke, and without a single thought about what type of smoke it is, just fucking opens it. Yep, could be anything. Poison. And it turns out, there's a very poorly constructed Data mannequin in there. Yeah, it looks creepy. Just a full ass showing. I think it's wearing, uh, Gates McFadden's wig, too. (laughs) And you're like, what is with that hair? It looks terrible. Um... (laughs) All I could think of is, like, they have the body parts all lined up, and there's definitely a space next to the head that's, like, covered by the wall. Yeah. Where they could have put the ass cheeks. Yeah. But they didn't put it there. They put it right closest to the camera up front. Here's Data. This is what Data's ass looks like. They never wondered. They were, like, trying to, like, be like, yeah, he's got a butt. <laughs> We need all the people at home that are thinking of making their own Android to know you gotta sculpt that ass. Data has a butt? Oh my god, does he poop? He is like us. <laughs> you know what I was thinking during this episode? <laughs> About butts. No, you know what I was thinking is I if was. they would have started adapting Marvel movies around this time, they probably would have got Brent Spiner to play Loki. He looks a lot like Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston? Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah, Hiddleston. Yeah, he yeah. looks there's, a lot like a, him. There's a weird likeness somewhere. There, yeah. well, he's very British, Tom Hiddleston. He's just super British. He is very, very he's British. He's got that British face. He's also apparently just a really nice guy, I've heard. I bet. He's not, I mean, Loki's super fun. Loki is a fun character. I, He's great. We watched Ragnarok when I was at the DMV. I just fucking sat and watched Thor Ragnarok. What a fucking good movie. That movie rules. I love that I movie. I love that movie. <laughs> it's, it's got a great soundtrack, too. It's all synth. It's just like, like this episode. I think Magic Sword uh, does the song for the trailer. Oh, yeah? I think it's a Magic Sword song, yeah. The, um... Mark Mothersball, I think. Yeah, he does did the, the music yeah, for the movie. Yeah, he the does the movie. Lead yeah. singer of Devo. Yeah, he also does the music for Disenchantment, the new the Matt Groening Netflix yeah. cartoon. He did uh, all the music for like Rugrats and like All Real Monsters, like all those like Nicktoons. Yeah, he did all that music. All that weird, too. offbeat, weird shit. He's he's fun. He's a fun dude. Bop, he was in Bop, the fucking Rugrats shit. Oh my god. Fuck. It like takes me back, man. We're doing it. We're Mark we Mothers. We can just recreate the whole fucking soundtrack. Move over, Mark Mothers Ball. <laughs> Devo. They decide to bring uh, the data mannequin back to the ship because Data's real psyched. He's they're, like, oh. They're all weird. They're weird about it. They're all like, uh, this seems like maybe a bad idea. But, and then they like dance around it. Like they just like, (laughs) 
found out Data has like herpes or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> like they like, don't know how to talk to him anymore. It's like eventually, fuck? fucking like Picard is like, hey. He's a robot. Yeah. We already knew that. Yeah. Everybody stop acting like it's weird. Right. And he says, like, one of the greatest things, like, for the time that I have ever heard is, like, he's like, we're just a different type of machine. We're electrochemical, but, like, we're also a machine. Yeah. We and then Jordy is like, hey, yeah. And he, like, high fives Diddy. He's like, what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> Like, right here, like, here, here's on the table. He's like, here, here. He does the knock. He does the knock on the table. Yeah. And then everybody's normal about it again. (laughs) Everybody's like, hey, hey, Data, do you think it has the same dick as you? I mean, it's cool if you don't. I mean. Yeah, they get real weird about it. Data's being weird about it, too. I guess this is before Data, like, they had really decided how far they were going to go with the emotional difference between Data and a normal human. They do this another at another point in time, and it's not a great example of how good that it is. But they do this when he finds B4, and he mm-hmm. just stares. Like, remember, when he, he stares at the screen, and Picard kind of smiles about it, and he's like, uh. But that's when he has a chip in, so that, like, makes sense, because he's got the chip in his brain, you yeah, know? At this point, they hadn't, they really hadn't decided on the parameters. Um, yeah, he gets a little excitable, yet. and that's not really how he would do it, right? But uh, they, they take... Um, the data mannequin to um, our new favorite character, the chief engineer Argyle. Argyle! Everybody fa- loves Argyle. <laughs> well, <Wow>, she! <laughs> and Argyle's like, it does have the same body parts as data. Can I. <laughs> Can I examine it? Also, his dick is looking pretty good. <laughs> they did, I'll need to examine you to compare the circuitry. Yeah, they don't I mean, know how to like put it together. Or him. Like, we'll call him a yeah, him. He's, he's like a fucking human body, dude. You know what parts go to what parts. What my, are you thinking? <laughs> my favorite thing is that they always have Crusher there. Like, what is Crusher going to do? Like, She's not an engineer. She, she doesn't know how to... like build like robots like, what the that's f- the weird thing about crusher is like maybe there's something in her history or something where she does know how to build robots or she has some sort of experience because she does surgeries on data on all, the da- time. all the time right it's so it it's like almost like that they were like we can't just have him be different that way but why i don't understand why like it it makes no sense to me like go to jordy like jordy's your doctor right yeah, I don't know. I, like maybe she like she had like a minor in robotics or something. That would be a lot. Uh, that's a hefty schedule. I would feel like yeah, <laughs> with she's med crusher, she could do it. She's not Julian though. That guy don't even yeah. need to try. He's a fucking genius. Nah, he fucked up that post ganglionic nerve though. For a, for a pre ganglionic fiber. Yeah, he fucked that up pretty good. He did it on purpose though. I know. Well, spoilers, but um. <laughs> Spoilers for something that does not matter to the rest of Deep Space Nine whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna look. They're gonna maybe need to see Data's insides to know how this guy's insides are gonna go. But Data has to do his actual job and go to the debriefing with Captain Picard. Yeah. And uh, like like we said, Picard shuts down the awkwardness. Yeah. We're all just different machines. We're. Just uh, electrochemical machines, and everybody's like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> and uh, 
then Data leaves. He's like, "All right, now that we're all cool, I'm leaving. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go get uh, taken apart so they can put this other thing back together." Yeah, and they're like, uh, doc- she sh- "He shows Doctor Crusher his off switch." Yeah, and he has a great line where he says, "If you had an off switch, wouldn't you keep it a secret?" It's great. Yeah. Uh, but they check on his internal construction, and they're all like, oh, man, look at that doodad. What's that? They're like, check out how crazy this shit is inside of him. It's fucking nuts in here. This wire is, like, electrical. I don't even know what the fuck this is. This It's, it's got, like, spam in it. I don't know. <laughs> this shit's crazy. Oh, well, I figured it out. Let's put it together. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they put the, they put the other um, android together, and they're like, oh, well, we have no signs of life in it just yet. And yeah. Picard's like, oh, I wonder which android was made first. And the camera shows the other android's face. And his eyes are clearly moving. Yeah, they're, they're definitely moving. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, there's no signs of life, though. Yeah. But, and then it uh, wakes up and it goes, uh, uh, he was first, but they found, they found him to be imperfect, right? So they created me to be the perfect one. And he My looks at the camera and he, and he winks and he goes... Check it out, I'm Lore. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts on sunglasses and a backwards hat, and he's so fucking right. Yeah, Everybody likes a, him way more than Dade. <laughs> he slams a, a fucking Bartles and James, and he's like, yeah, I'm here to party. <laughs> I was for sure you were going to say Shasta. <laughs> Shasta. He I was trying to think of a... Slams a Shasta. I was thinking of a super 80s drinks. A new Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lore seems like a dickhead, so Picard takes Data to the ready room. Yeah. And uh, they have, like, a really awkward moment where Picard keeps calling Lore it, and Data's like, you know that means that I'm an it, too, right? Yeah, he like, and he's like, your point, I get it. Let's move on. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm sorry about that. He's like, yeah. happily accepted, Captain. Gladly, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I need to know where your loyalties lie. And he says, oh, with the crew and you, Picard. With with, with the crew and you, Dad. Yeah. I and mean, then, Picard. And then Picard goes, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to ask then? He doesn't ask the question. He's like, asked. yeah, no, he just, I think Picard is... Just kind of playing like it, it cool, you know. He's like, I, mm-hmm. I knew that that was the answer, right? I knew but that I that would to... be your answer, Data, because yeah. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they go out to the bridge, and Crusher and Jordy are, um, they're like explaining helm controls to Lore, who's like, wow, this is really neat. Yeah, like he like so, is acting like a fucking idiot, like he's, he's like dumbass. So you you do a degree as a part of a circle. Wow. <laughs> oh, a three-dimensional sphere. Oh, I get uh, it now. Yeah. You can go in three-dimensional space. And Riker's like, yeah. <laughs> also, what's the Pythagorean theorem? And yeah. like, oh, it's the... Oh, you oh nailed it. <laughs> but they don't, like, Riker and, and, and Crusher, like, they don't catch on. No. They're not like, like, oh, that was weird. They just sort of, like, accept, like, all... Like, they're really... Like, Lore says that they're idiots, and, like, he's right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, you have to think, like, they don't... They're not suspecting him of anything yet. They don't... They're not suspicious, yeah. And he does say that, like, he cares about pleasing humans. Because it's in his, like... It's in his code and everything, and they're like, oh, well, that's what he was trying to do. Like, we started trying to teach him this stuff... And he already knew it, so he was pretending like he did. Right, like he just was going along because he wanted to go along to get along, right? 
and uh, he has a face twitch because they needed some way to tell the two of them apart. It's the fucking scar. This is the fucking scar from Burke and Girk, dude. It is. It's Gata and and Beta. <laughs> it's Gata and Beta. Gata and Beta. Beta. Or Gore and Boar. Gore and Boar. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, they have different names this time. Yeah, dude. But um, uh, Data shows shows him the rest of the ship, and he points out that Riker tricked him, and uh, he shouldn't underestimate humans. And Lore's yeah. like, "Oh, I'll do better next time yeah. at lying." Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll get don't you. Don't be don't be jealous of me, brother. <laughs> And we as an audience are like, don't fucking talk to Data like that. This guy is evil as fuck, dude. But the the shot here is cool. Like, it's the hallway, and they comp the two shots. They don't move the camera. I don't think they move it. Or do they move it? No. They have them, like, side by side. They don't move it. It is moving with them, but it's not moving between them. Right. It's so it's it's t- that's like a motion control. Like they motion control the camera, which yeah. back in 88 so they, is like They would have to have it motion controlled during both shots both or else shots, it would yeah. be they would like be jittering back and it forth. It has to be perfect walking. too. Like any jitter it would be like yeah. And now maybe they they maybe there was a jitter. This is we're watching remastered. There's lots of cha- it's like true. Fixes. And also it may be that we just didn't notice while we were watching because I, it's like I was like zoned out and I was really watching because I was like oh this is really cool for the time like how did they like I know I know how to do the time was like how split screen gets made fun of right modern stuff where like they don't line up correctly and you can almost see the line between them and the acting is off (laughs) it's just like the timing is off (laughs) but uh lore uh they talk about Dr. Soong and lore calls him often wrong Soong yeah and makes fun of my boy Data for trying to mimic human emotion yeah, this is when he says, like, you want to be like them? Like, they're so dumb. Like, they're just stupid. Uh, I think this is, even though it's not, not a lot of attention is brought to the reveal, I think this, this is when we learn that Dr. Soong made them. Yeah. I think Lore says that he made them for the first time at this point. I don't, is it? I don't know. I honestly. I, I was like listening throughout the whole episode for them to do the reveal of yeah. Dr. Soon being their creator. Does he say, I am Khan? <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, fuck it, like, uh, that's a great reveal in Into Darkness. Didn't J.J. Didn't Abrams come out before this episode and say, they're definitely not made by Noonien Soong. And then in the movie and the episode, it's they're like, we were made by Soong. Dun, dun, dun. And then you're supposed to be like, oh my god. I got lied to, so it's a shock. I love being lied to by people who make things. But, um... <laughs> Data's like, oh, he's like, oh, we can discuss Dr. Soon later. And Data's like, oh, does that mean we can also discuss which one of us was actually built first? Yeah, because he knows he's lying. He fucking Lord's, knows. Lord's like, oh, I underestimated you, brother. I actually was built first, but those damn colonists were so jelly of me. He gives them like another. Robot powers. He gives them another lie, though, because that's not like, like he starts fucking with people, right? Like, yeah. la- let me find that out late in another episode where it, like, he's, like, fucking being an asshole to, like, everybody. And they're like, yeah, turn off your asshole son and make a better one. <laughs> why did you make such a shitty robot who's a dick? Why, why did you make a dick on purpose? And Sung was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I'll make a better one. Don't worry. I like how, like, 
so it's really it's really genius like the i don't i don't know if they did this on purpose but like in order for data to appreciate humans he has like soon realizes that he can't make him like a human like it's amazing it's like it's true really smart cuz like uh, he, lore also has like he doesn't have the complete emotions chip in the same way that data will later yeah. He has this, like, incomplete shitty version that just makes him into a complete monster. Yeah, he's like he's like a bad person. He's just a bad person. He's just doing <laughs> evil shit for literally no reason. He's like, yeah. ah, the crystalline entity likes to kill people. I'm gonna give him some people. That's ridiculous, because it's like, why does he fucking care about the crystalline Like, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, like, the crystalline entity doesn't give him anything for that. He it, just doesn't. If, it, if he would, if Lore would have said, I love the crystalline entity because it set me free, like, if, if it was like, I was, I was like, put away and the humans didn't like me so I got revenge like that makes sense like yeah, that's a motivation but instead it's just like I, I called this fucking space snowflake to murder everyone yeah. because I felt like because I'm a mustache twirling crazy person because <laughs> I hate everybody but me and yeah. the crystalline entity yeah um Lore points out a very important fact that'll become a uh, linchpin in the episode that he can use contractions and data can't right you mean data cannot? Uh, yeah. Data says cannot and is not like a fucking square. And Lore <laughs> can sing, I say tomato and you say tomato. Yeah. Like a pimp. Because <laughs> that song rules. <laughs> that song is so dope. Especially in the timeline of TNG. It well, really comes back around. After the franchise wars, everyone was singing uh, commercial jingles for a while, so... Everybody loved ba da ba ba ba. That was the I fucking hit of that year. Remember in Demolition Man when they sing the Oscar Mayer Wiener song? It's on the radio. <laughs> it's the future. It's, it's where amazing. we live. It's how stupid it is. Um, <laughs> Lore's like, hey, I can help you become more human, Data. Yeah. Data's like, oh shit, really? Anyway, I'm going to tell the captain about all this. Yep. And Lore's like, that's fine. Can I look at your computer for a while, Data? <laughs> Data's like, well, I'm stupid, so sure. Here you what go. could he do with the computer? Probably nothing. He's definitely not going to look up how to shut my dumb ass off with liquid or anything. Dude fucking, like, studies every goddamn thing. He, like, downloads the fucking ship into his brain, dude. But He's looking up, like, other ships. There's, like, all kinds of fucking shit going on. He's like, lore... Make your report to the captain, and he's like, "Oh, of course I will, brother. I definitely like haven't lied to you like eight times and got caught every time so far." Yeah, he's like, "I'm I'm gonna get an A plus on my report." That's what he says. <laughs> captain Picard's gonna love me more than you. <laughs> I'm gonna be the new data. Uh, technically, that is his. That plan. is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, we tangented a lot. We got into the episode proper. We got fairly far into it. Why don't we take another break? Yeah, we need feel? to hear more about Mario or whatever the fuck I'm gonna put in here. Put in a cool commercial for Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, I wish. Are there any? I don't know. I don't know if they even made any. Oh, I love that game. That's such a good game. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we will be right back after these messages. After these messages. The following contains subtitles for our non-funk speaking audience. Yo, what up, dog? I'm here to drop some knowledge about my boy's toe jam. And who? Earl. The game is be fresh. Bam! All that, boy. Yo, peep 
Salt, my man TJ, as he flips. And then go crazy, Earl, checking out the house in the hood. In other words, I highly recommend it. Sega! Toe Jam and Earl panic on Funkatron game and Sega Genesis each sold separately. Welcome back. Oh man, we did it. We're back. Where did we leave off? I don't even know. It's been a while. It's been a couple days since we recorded the other parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because it's not, but it feels like it. It's not. It's a long night, but um, <laughs> uh, we left off where uh, Data had made Lore create a report for the captain about what happened That's to the colonists. Right. And Lore apparently did it, which I didn't think was going to happen when I first watched this. Because it seems like he's lying, but he does do it, apparently. Does he? Is this the point when he calls on the cell phone the crystalline entity? (laughs) Is that when he does that? Not yet. Um, We do learn about the crystalline entity at this point, that the colonists were all killed by it. And it apparently feeds on all types of life, and that's why the planet was like completely devoid of it. It just, like, sucks life out of the dirt. It's crazy. Um, the, like, Data and Lore survived because uh, they weren't alive. They're, right, they're, they're robots. So why would they not be alive? And they're like, hey, uh, Tasha Yar, the most interesting character on the show. Yeah, for uh, sure. Is, like, uh, Captain Lore left his room. <laughs> And uh, Picard's like, oh, check up on him. And Data's like, I couldn't see how he could possibly be doing anything bad just leaving his room. Right. But all right, it leaves. Right. Is this when he goes back down? Uh, this is where um, Tasha Yar is like, can he be trusted? And Picard's like, oh, I yeah. trust him completely. And everybody stop looking at her like she's a dickhead. For the doing record her scratches. Job. Go- <laughs> and then Picard goes, that was a completely legitimate security question. And then everyone goes back to their business and talking to each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lore invites Data to his quarters, and he's he fucking roofies him. Oh, yeah, he straight up roofies him. How do you roofie a fucking robot? I don't How's know. I always imagined that Lore was looking that up in the computer when he was using it. Like, how yeah. to roofie an android. Maybe it's, like, some kind of radioactive isotope that, like, Maybe. fucks his brain up or something. I don't know Lore how that works. Lore went straight to the fucking, like, dark web men's rights activist pickup <laughs> artist site. And he was yeah. like... Yeah. He was like, how to roofie Android. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's funny. Data passes out from getting roofied, and uh, (laughs) Lore's like, hey, he's like talking to himself, doing like a villain monologue. He's he's monologuing hard. He's like, cheers to me being an evil asshole, and also cheers to me learning how to communicate with the crystalline entity. Yeah, I'm so great. And that's why the colonists all died, because I wanted revenge on them. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Why did he want revenge? Because they wanted to create Data instead of him, because he's a piece they were of like, shit. Data rules. And then Lore was like, fuck you guys, I'm going home. They were like, we're going to do a photo session with Data to see how he gets made up in the morning. And Lore was like, <laughs> no, my contract says photographers can't be on the ship. <laughs> Hollowed photographers. 
holographers. Holo photographs weren't as advanced as they are now. So I like in the show when there's like a digital quote camera and it's like a camera, <laughs> like a, like a, a 1980s like SLR style camera, and you're like, yeah, nah. It's like a fucking nah. uh, Radio Shack throwback. Like you can get the CD players that look like. Uh, fucking eight track players yeah. back in the day yeah you could get like the the jam box cd players too remember oh yeah what oh, a beautiful man, so time cool. that was so cool <laughs> is radio shack even still around no it's how it's done uh, rest in peace yep you it and went circuit away city blockbuster and circuit city and circuit city was first i remember like no blockbuster yeah. was first yeah, Blockbuster. There was a Blockbuster in Doylestown. Like, the building was still there for a long time, and it still had the sign and shit. It was like a hollowed-out husk. It's a Panera now. <laughs> Is it one of those buildings that still looks 100% like a Blockbuster? <laughs> no, they, like, made... It's not like a Pizza Hut, where you're yeah. like, that was a Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like a like just a regular building. <laughs> uh, they detect a subspace communication coming from Data's quarters, and they're like, oh, that Data, what's he doing? What's he up to? Picard sends Wesley down there. He's like, Wesley, I don't have time for it. You fucking walk down there. Figure this it is out. when he's like, hell no. Right? Oh, no, no, no. That's nah, later. He goes He goes down, yeah. Lore is like having a cell phone conversation with the crystalline entity. He's like, hey, buddy, guess what I got? Yeah, pick me up at 5, 5.30-ish. <laughs> I got some nice cold cuts for you. Head on over. <laughs> got some brewskis in the form of human flesh. <laughs> Remember... That I'm going by the name Data here. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. I'm Data. And uh, Wesley hops on in and uh, he looks at the fucking unconscious body on the ground and looks back. And I would have, the first thing I would have done is probably like run, but I didn't. (laughs) He doesn't. Yeah, because like he's like lives in a time like these people just aren't suspicious of weird shit right like yeah, weird shit happens so often that they're like whatever yeah they're either like whatever or they're they don't think like anything of it like it's not nothing wrong like th- there's nothing wrong here right yeah people get knocked out on the ground all the time it'll be fine yeah, he's a robot i guess it's fine and doesn't Lore say like, "Oh my God, I had to like fight, fight him." Yeah, I had to, he attacked me, so I had to switch yeah. him off. I turned him off. That's what he says. Yeah. And what his face twitches, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah. see, I've been practicing Lore's I've facial been practicing twitch." It. And like, why would you be practicing that? Now's the perfect time to show you what I've been practicing when you're asking me about the body on my floor. Why would you practice? Whatever. And then, yeah, then Wesley's like, okay, I have to go now. Uh, I hear my mom calling me. I gotta go. <laughs> my mom says I have to come in. Sorry. <laughs> mom, it's street lights are on. I gotta go home. <laughs> and uh, Lore uses, like, a little light to make Data's face twitch and to fix his twitch. Yeah, use a, a cool 80s laser beam. <laughs> it's a, just like a... LED light from the 80s. <laughs> they were like, everything in the future is going to have a light on the end of it that LEDs. blinks when you use it. LEDs rule. And they were right. Light, light emitting diode. That's what it stands for. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Fucking I took I took electronics class, baby. It's an educational podcast now. <laughs> uh, Wesley goes back up to the bridge, and... Uh, he tells Dr. Crusher that, like, uh, Data had to shut Lore off. 
And yeah. she's like, why the fuck did he tell me not to tell anybody if he's just going to tell my blabbermouth son? <laughs> he told this ding-a-ling about the off switch. This guy can't even keep a fucking secret. Uh, Data finally shows up on the bridge, and Crusher's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I changed my mind. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And then another weird thing happens. What is the second? The other the oh, crystalline entity shows up. Shows up, right? And he's yes. like, "It's beautiful, isn't it?" And nobody notices this. They're just no. like, oh, "Whatever." Uh, yeah, Data's it, always like masturbating over crystalline entities. So. Then Data Lore, <laughs> which is the name of the episode, ah. Data, Data Lore says, uh, "Let me talk to it." And he says, "It's me. I'm I'm Data. I call myself Data. Uh, <laughs> these people are really strong. Don't fuck with them, and we're gonna prove it." <laughs> We're going to prove it. Don't worry. And he's like, hey, Captain Picard, I got this great idea. I just came up with it. It's like the stupidest <laughs> fucking idea of all let's, goddamn time. Let's beam a tree up and shoot it out what? of the entity and then shoot it to show how powerful we are. What kind of dumb... I would have been like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard, dude. Like, you know what can blow up a tree? Anything. <laughs> Captain Picard was like, yeah, do it. That's what it says in the script, so do it. He says he said make it so, and then Lore's like Data Lore's like what? And Captain's <laughs> like fucking do it. And Captain Picard sees nothing wrong with Data not knowing what just happened. <laughs> he looks like he does, but then he's like, well, I don't know, whatever, fuck it. Yeah, like I, he's like, I got be- bigger things to think about, I guess. Yeah, it's like what the fuck, dude. But like, th- this is when he's like Wesley, uh, go with Data down to the thing, and he's like, not if I have a choice. Yeah, that's when he flips out, and he's like, no, I'm not going with him. And Picard's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and show Riker's, respect. Riker's like, I'm the one who trained him, so I'll take. Uh, yeah, they're still hanging on to that shit. Remember that b- dumb shit? Ugh. Yeah, they dropped that pretty quick. Yeah, that goes away. Uh, Riker's like a real guy who has like a real job. He's got more important things to do <laughs> yeah. than teach some nepotism ass kid how to yeah. be an ensign. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like, um, they they they're like, oh, we're gonna go down and see about this data and lore thing. And uh, Riker's gonna come with us. And they go down there, and fucking Lore reaches behind Data and starts pressing buttons on him like a remote control to make him convulse. Yeah, this is where I the 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 wheels fall off a little bit. <laughs> like like they already haven't right like last scene, but then like with this, it's like. He's like, oh, he, he can sense you're here. It's like his lies are nonsense. They're super like they're, blatant, stupid nothing. Yeah. I mean, people believe them. It's fucking ridiculous. And then, like, like, oh, he's going to attack you. Look, he's so vicious. Look, he's, he's flopping moving. around like a fish. Yeah. It's like, he's not doing anything. He's just laying. You're just moving him. Like, what? He, what? He, starts, he grips onto his jaw and starts moving him like a puppet. Oh, I hate and you, he says, my lord. <laughs> I sense you, Riker. Get out. I hate you. You should grow a beard, though. Get out of here, Riker, you big butthole. I'm going to kill you. And Riker's like, oh, we better get out of (laughs) here. I guess we'll leave. Everything's... Everything's fine down here. You got this, right, Data? And, and then he... <laughs> and Riker goes and tells Picard what happened. Oh, I fucking Lore started attacking us. And Data was like, oh, you got to get out or Lore's going to eat you. And I was like, man, so I'm going to get eaten. So... <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then we came upstairs, and now it's now. And, and, now, and now it's here, and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> 
that's a Futurama when he's when he's like, and then it was now, and then I didn't know what happened. And Wesley's like, "Are you people fucking morons?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, I'm done with this. Shit. I'm this supposed still... to be the dumb one. What are you people doing? Yeah, it's dumb. He's the perfect child, so he knows everything. Wunderkin. Um, the crystal entity starts trying to break through the shields. It, like, touches the shield. Yeah, this is when Data runs in, and he's like, I'll talk to it, I'll tell him. That's what it is. I'll tell him to stop being a bad boy, and he, he, it works. And everybody's like, ah, Data, you're so good. Yeah, great work. (laughs) There's nothing weird about this at all. This is totally normal. Everything about this. But then, like, Data takes off, and Wesley's like, Captain, that's Lore. His name is Lore, his name is not Data. Yeah. And uh, remember, there Picard, was two of them. That's the other one. <laughs> Picard says, "Shut up, Wesley! Shut up, Wesley!" And he says, he sits down and like, and he gets up. And he's like, "If I'm done, I have to say something." And then his mom goes, "Shut up, Wesley!" <laughs> and everybody had fodder for yelling at Will Wheaton for all time. Oh, it's the best thing that's ever happened, and the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to that idiot. Oh, I love it. What um, a dick. Worf is like, don't be a dick, Jeff. <laughs> Worf is like doing his normal shit, right? Like he's wa- he's walking around being Worf. Yeah, and he's like leading a security team somewhere. I forget, but like he gets into a turbo going. lift, and Lore is like, door shut, and then he's they just fist fight real quick. He says, let let's see your Klingon warrior prowess, and then. He punches him in the chest, which like, is fucking crazy. Worf, like, tries to punch him, and it doesn't do anything. So he punches nothing. him in the chest, and fucking Worf goes, oh! It's like one of his hearts just exploded. <laughs> he doesn't have redundant hearts anymore. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna need another one. They're gonna grow him another heart. <laughs> and then he gets the shit knocked out of him against a wall. Like, Worf is forever getting thrown against walls Dude gets TNG. fucked up by all the craziest <laughs> monsters, dude. Probably why he fights that Skeletor and that other thing in the holodeck yeah, so much. You gotta fight monsters to get ready to fight monsters. <laughs> he fucking Goku's in there. He's like level 100-ing in there. <laughs> He's like, I know there's gonna be a Skeletor soon. I know it. <laughs> there was a tar monster. I bet there's a Skeletor around the corner. <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, Wesley somehow convinces Dr. Crusher that there's something up with Data. And she comes in and sees Lore Data on the ground. Not Data Lore, but Lore Data. Lore Data, yeah. And she switches him back on and immediately believes he's Data. Yeah. I don't know where the switch was. Like, not the, I know the switch was on his back, but I mean the switch right. in her character. When Where was she, it? Well, she she says, oh, I can't believe you convinced me to do this to Wesley. And it's like, it's like weird. It's like a really stupid and lazy, stupid thing. It's it's, this episode was definitely written in order with a deadline. You can feel that. In the yeah, episode. they had to wrap it up. They're like, let's wrap this up. Yep. Uh, they sneak into the cargo bay that Lore went into, and Lore is having his his fun cell phone chat with the crystalline entity. He's like responding to him now. He's like, "I love you too. I'll be home soon. I promise." <laughs> nah, I just gotta finish a few more papers, and just, I'll be home to you. It's just it's a late night at the office. I'll be home soon. Don't worry. I know you're pregnant. I know. I'll pick up some <laughs> ice cream on the way. 
But uh, Lore notices Data and Wesley, and he the greatest line in Lore's history. He, he looks at Wesley and says, Are you ready for the kind of death that you've earned, little man? <laughs> He's fucking psychotic at this point. And Wesley is like, oh. Wesley's like, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Beverly Crusher comes out with a phaser. And he, he does the fucking, like, uh, cartoon thing where he slaps the bottom of her hand and catches the phaser yeah. in the air. Ha-ha! <laughs> now, I've got the phaser. I'm the one with the phaser now. Yeah, dude. And then he's, he's like, then Data's, like, sneaking up, and he's like, I'm going to light this kid on fire. That's what yeah. he says. I, I'm going to give this kid exquisite pain if yeah. you don't stop. And I'm like, he's, Jesus, fuck. I'm going to melt this dude's skin off. It's fucking crazy, dude. You're crazy. He's like... Dr. Crusher, leave now or I'm going to kill your son. Yeah. And, and she's, she starts to leave and he's like, oh, by the way, this is for your son being a prick. And she, <laughs> she, she shoots her. Shoots her in the arm. And, like, there's, like, some sweet Star Wars-y, like, 80s effects, like, fire pyro effect well, on her sure. arm. for sure. Like, it cuts away after she gets yeah. shot. It's a different, and, it's, a, it's a stunt person. And then it comes back and a seven-foot-tall man <laughs> runs out of the room with his arm on <laughs> With a wig on. <laughs> The same wig ah. she wears for three seasons later. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Data runs up and knocks the phaser out of Lore's hands, and they have, like, a really awkward start. They Donkey fight. Kong they Donkey Kong barrel fight. They throw they barrels really at do. each other. <laughs> and you're like, man, this Donkey Kong is fucking crazy. And it's like, it's fucking Donkey on? Kong versus Mankey Kong up in this bitch. <laughs> Straight up barrel battle. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> fucking Data throws him on a transporter and he turns around to fire and Wesley transports him, beams him out into space. Oh, they don't yeah. even say where. No one even asks. <laughs> they just <laughs> they beam don't. him into space. <laughs> no, one, no one's like, where is he? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, he's not somebody else's problem now. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't know. I beamed him someplace. He's outside, I don't know. Everybody rushes in with their phasers, but Lore's gone. And yeah. the crystalline entity just fucks off, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it question. saves lore, right? Like, that's what it's supposed yeah. to do or something. Well, here's my question. Uh, you can't beam through the shields. True. And they hadn't shut the shields down yet because he said he had to call to have them shut down. Uh, he yeah, said, does he says he that call? to the crystalline entity. Does he call? I don't remember. He doesn't. I and also, remember. the crystalline entity can't reach the crew to attack them because the shields. The are shields up. are up still. So, right. how did they transport him? Um, you know what, Jeff? <laughs> this is the kind of shit that like you stand up at the convention and ask fucking George Takei. Uh, yeah, it's like excuse the, me, Mr. Takei, in Star Trek TNG season one, episode thirteen, Data War. <laughs> Laura was transported into space. However, the shields were still up, and you can't transport through shields. So, what was that all about? It's just—it's the Simpsons when they're like, "Are we supposed to believe that he had some magical talking something?" I forget what he it had is. A magical like, like yeah. two-toned bone because he played the xylophone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it was—a <laughs> magical xylophone that played the same note. It's that shit, but you're right. No, from a from a story standpoint, yeah, man. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> George Decay's like, I wasn't even in that show. <laughs> Stop asking. 
Uh, if you want to avoid Ill. the question, I guess that's fine. What are you trying to hide, Mr. Takei? The um, announcer at the convention called him Mr. Takei, called him Takai, George Takai, and George everybody Takei. at the convention booed the announcer. That's amazing. I so the it. announcer came on two minutes later and was like, everyone who has a priority ticket to see George Takei. That's amazing. He was so pissed off about it. That's great. I love this. Dude, there's no more uh, passive aggressiveness than at a Comic-Con. It's the most passive aggressive place on Earth. It was so fucking funny. I was laughing so hard. That's great. It was boo. Oh, well, that's God. the end of the episode. They have like a very TOS ending where like Picard is like, "Have you ever thought about whether Data is android enough or too too human or not human enough?" It, no, it's it's. He, uh, do you ever think about if we? What is it? It's like, do you ever think that Data is too human for our liking or something yeah. like that? Like 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 we do. You think he's like too much for us? And then Riker says, I admire his balance or something. Yeah, he's like, I always admired his balance. And Picard screams, agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) And then he sneezes, weirdly. (laughs) Here's a um, continuity error for you. Another one? (laughs) A real continuity error. Uh, The entire linchpin of this episode is the fact that Data can't use contractions. And that's what lets them know that lore is pretending to be data because he uses contractions. He slips, right? Yeah. It is the linchpin of the episode. However, when data flings lore out the transporter into space and lore flies away to appear later, uh, Captain Picard says, data, are you all right? And he says, I'm fine. He doesn't say I am. Yep. Uh, what are you dude, that, fucking trying, Brent Spiner? That's what are you just, trying to get at? The script supervisor should have been on that. Should have been like, no, you gotta say it's like a prop. The dialogue is a prop at that yeah. point. You gotta be like, it's, hey, it's important you said to it the wrong. plot at this yeah. point. It's not just a dumb little funny error, yeah. right? Yeah, you gotta do it right. Yep. Um, Man, this episode stinks, but <laughs> <laughs> I find this episode highly entertaining. It's a it's, bad yeah. episode, but it's super I mean, entertaining. As far as season one episodes go, this one's fine, right? Oh, yeah. Like this, this is, is like a this is for season yeah. one. This is like a solid B. This is a solid eight out of ten for sure. Yeah. Um. A a fun fact for you. <laughs> Another could be, one could be a John Larroquette fun fact. Could not be. I'll leave it up to you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, Lore was actually originally supposed to be a female android because they were real horny for giving Data a female android to be a love interest. That was like a big thing uh, that they were pushing for. The like, the like, fucking like, uh, anime slash hentai in me. There's got to there's got be. There's got to be a girl android for the boy android to have sex with. It's 1988. It would have been cool to have had, like, a, uh, like, I'm thinking, like, Ardra. Like, if if she, if, if she lore, like, the girl lore would be, like, Ardra. Because that character's fun as fuck. That's true. Like, she's, like, 
sexy, but like also she's like ridiculous. Like that would have been cool. There was but, uh, like it was actually Brent Spiner who suggested doing the evil twin concept because he really wanted to play another no, character. They made they made the right. That's the way you go. Oh with yeah, this. that's how you do this. They yeah. did. They were gonna use a female android love interest again later on, but right. that plot line got changed to be the offspring with Lol. That's so. Uh, so weird. That's yes. so weird. Speaking of hentai, that's so weird. <laughs> that's like, how do you go? I don't know. That's yeah. Here's, no, a, I mean, here's I mean, a Kevin the... Cole bummer of the week for you. Marina Sirtis <laughs> does not appear in this episode. Oh, what was she doing? She was taking a nap. I guess she was like, I got a day off. I'm not coming in. She, she was, was like, Brent Spiner's getting his picture taken. I'm going to my trailer. <laughs> she was a ten forward, just drinking the whole day, eating she was chocolate. Done with it. She was eating fucking all the chocolate. Can you put the booze in the chocolate cake, Guinan? <laughs> Thank you. Chocolate rum cake, please. But like, just the bottle inside of the cake. <laughs> it's just a cake with a bottle sticking like, out of it, sticking inside of it. <laughs> yeah, just in there. This is a silly straw. <laughs> Damn, hard uh, day. <laughs> this episode is um, it's it's nowhere near the bottom of the barrel episodes no. for season one. Like it gets no. real low down there, right? I I started watching the one after this, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I was like, okay, which is we're the, good. what is the one after this? Uh, I forget. Uh, it, it's not another. It's not another terrible one. It's like an okay one. I forget. I forget already. Because I know these is. episodes were um, produced. Where they were shown out of order from the way they were produced. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of this episode, Picard says we're long overdue for a computer refit. Right. And then the Minor episode right. happens two episodes later. Right. Well, this is. Uh, well, Netflix, this is 12, not yes. 13. So we're Which doing is, that shit Thanks, again. Netflix, you fuckers. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I've, it, it's like, I don't know what order they are. Any, like, I don't know, you know? Like, it's weird. I always feel stupid because, like, I put the number on the little chart for the viewing order. Right. And then Netflix it's has always, them in wrong, the wrong numbers. It's always different, I know. It's fucking stupid. It makes me feel like a dumb-dumb, but really, it's them. It's not the big goodbye. The big goodbye is good. That's a good one. That's a great one. Angel. It's Angel One. It's the Enterprise visits a world dominated by women. It's the Amazon. Oh yeah, one. it's the one where Riker wears the the like crisscross outfit that shows one nipple. Yeah, it's the Snoo Snoo episode. Yeah, and like all the guys on the planet are like tiny, like yeah, men, and they're like yeah. they. The women see Riker and they're all like, "Ooh, a big man!" Yeah, Ooh. they're like, "Oh my god, I gotta get in between those dick cheeks." <laughs> but, uh, when this episode is over, I would like you to explain to me what dick cheeks are. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like the between your leg and your dick. <laughs> hmm. I was thinking it was the inside of the thighs. Yeah, that's what I meant. Dick yeah. cheeks. Dick cheeks. Yeah. That's a new one, folks. Put that down in your M-Class glossary. Yeah, I just made it up. It's right next thing, to though. Trek Bigot and Bucket Pussy. <laughs> Bucket Pussy. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. <laughs> it's one of my one. favorite ones forever. This is a good one. Yeah, Amazon or Angel One, Amazon One. <laughs> I'm just going to call it. Amazon One is dumb. That one sucks. That episode has, like, 
a lot of problems with it. Chief among them is like yeah. this alien race that's built on like a matriarchy. Yeah. Is like as soon as they see a real man, they they're go, ready to abandon they all get, of that. They get dick drunk. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh my god, it's like real fucking fantasy novel, right? Like the super real man showed yeah. up. Yeah, it's also dumb because Amazon trope is dumb. It is pretty stupid. <laughs> like, it's like especially because like if you did like an Amazon trope that was like we have our own society and we're not going to get dick drunk the minute we see right. a man. Like that if they would be were like, a lot different, but they never do. If they were like a, like a fucking Themyscira, right? Yeah. Like they, like like they do that. Like Amazon well. warriors. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're like, we don't need men. We can fuck ourselves. That's like what they say. It's yeah. Like, and he's like, they say oh, that whoa. in Wonder Woman. All the kids yeah. in the theater were like, oh. <gasps> yeah. They were like, you don't need a man. <laughs> like that's real Amazon shit, right? There is, like, there is a really funny moment in that movie that, like, I don't know, it's so cheap, but I find it really funny when, like, he's, he's like, naked, and she goes, what's that? Oh, right. And he's like, oh, it's, uh, uh, and yeah. she picks up, like, a statue and looks at it and goes, what is this? Yeah, it's, like, some sort of, like, artifact or something. Yeah, and he's like, oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's great though. Like I hate him as Kirk. Like I don't hate yeah. him as Kirk. But he's he's it's just I the like character him. sucks. It's not his fault. Yeah, but know? I like I like Chris Pine a lot. He's yeah, Chris cool. Pine's a fun actor. He's got like yeah. a really good like sarcasm about yeah. him when he plays a character. Yeah, when he's not playing Captain Kirk, he's good. And he's not terrible as Captain Kirk. It's just that those movies suck dicks. The writing is the problem. Yeah. There, it's hard to like a character that didn't earn anything. Yeah, I don't know? care about anything that happens to any of them. Eh. Anyway, <laughs> fuck those movies. But anyway, um, this episode has, uh, like I said at the beginning, several moments that are very TOS. Yeah, like, uh, the, a lot of the lore shit is so unbelievably hammy that it's like a guest star on TOS. Like it's I got my so fifteen dumb. minutes to be in this episode. I'm going to ham it up as hard as possible so I can get a job in the pictures. When I, um, <laughs> that's a good one. When I watch an episode for the show, and it's one I haven't seen in a while. This one I have not seen in a long time since I skip a bunch in season one. I just, like, skim mm-hmm. through it. Uh, I, whenever I think while I'm watching it, how am I going to remember this? That's a bad sign. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot of moments in this when I was like, I'm not going to remember what this fucking part is. Because I don't, it's, like, boring. And, like, it's crazy. But I did remember all the... <laughs> like the unraveling of the episode at the end when he when he, Data Lore is just like here's my plan it's like oh my god this is so stupid yeah they had a lot of time for that to come about more naturally but they repeat scenes with Wesley and Data Lore like yeah. a lot like the same thing happens three times in this episode the where yeah. Data Lore does something wacky and Wesley's like Captain that's not Data and Captain Picard says show some respect or shut up that happens yeah. like three times. Yeah, it's like at some point like you gotta like later Picard would be like no something's going on like he would know. Oh, yeah, like this episode is like a D minus overall, but like yeah. because it's season one, it's like a B or a B plus for season one. Man, that's how shitty season one is. Yeah, season one has, like, maybe four or five legitimate good episodes. I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, The Big Goodbye is pretty good. I love that episode. Uh, I don't know. The Stargazer one is okay. 
I don't know. Like maybe two or three good episodes. <laughs> like I, I can't read them all like right now, but like I'm trying to like. So there's a Wesley episode that side of the that one's done. Yeah, we we definitely can't be having yeah. that shit. Yeah, participants that don't know. Oh, the, uh, Skin of Evil, the Tark monster is that one good? Uh, depending on how much you hate Tasha Yar, I guess the episode itself sucks. But I remember watching it when I was like little when it was first on. I remember being like, "What?" <laughs> the uh, I I did accidentally say that the the director or the writer or something did the um. Uh, pilot, but they did not. They did where uh, no one has gone before, which is episode six. Oh well, I'm sure they've already screamed at you. That's fine. It's already in the comments. Yeah, and technically, it was episode six. Is the neutral zone any good? Uh, it's good because the season's over. <laughs> uh, the neutral zone has Romulans in it, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I honestly... Oh, that's the one with the three ancient humans. Like, the guy who's like, what about my stocks? Oh, fuck, yeah. That episode is that one's ridiculous. All right. That one's all right. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun episode. Dude. I'd watch that one. He makes the guitar. You make a pretty good guitar. You make a good guitar. Hey, could you make a scotch whiskey out of there? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it is like, sure. <laughs> Why not? Data lore is like... At least it's memorable, but I guess it's only memorable because lore is later. In. He comes it's only, back right. later, and it's he's only more important. Yeah, it's only memorable because of, he's like a, a recurring villain. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, it's cool, like that this episode like exists. I guess because like you get date or lore out of it. But like, eh, whatever. You know, eh. I think it's a good review of it. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like. The parallels to uh, the TOS one we just watched are there. Like, obviously, they were like kind of like, let's go back to some hits and adjust them a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, like like I said, there are two giant cliches when it comes to like the doppelganger trope, and it's evil twin brother, and you split into good half and bad yeah. half. And this is evil twin brother. It, you get a little bit more interesting with Thomas Riker in that he's not an evil brother or an evil half. Right, he's just a different one. He's just like a different version of Riker, and he's not even evil in his first appearance. He's just kind of a no, dick, I guess. He's not evil really at all, but he's he makes dumb decisions. It's true. He's kind of like the f- stupid brother. Right, <laughs> like he's just like he's just dumb, and he does dumb shit. If you don't have a stupid brother, then you are the stupid brother. <laughs> well, I don't have one that I know of for sure. <laughs> so the, uh, I'm all things. I wonder if the uh, like transporter beam using its filters like filtered out the stupid decision making in Riker, and that's why he became <laughs> like a commander and ended up with Troy at the end. <laughs> or maybe it's like a multiplicity where it's like the clones just get dumber as you make Cause, them. Because <laughs> like Thomas Riker made all the stupid fucking decisions. Like he ditched yeah. Troy and ended up stranded on a fucking planet, and then he eventually joins the Maquis, the dumbest. Decisions right. you could ever make. And he steals the Defiant, which is like yeah. Grand Theft Starship. Like, what the fuck happens to you if you do if, that? If your name is not Captain Kirk, bad shit happens to you when you steal a yeah, ship. Yeah, like, stealing a Starship is like if you and I stole a nuclear weapon. Yeah, <laughs> they, they'd it's be a like, different level. They'd be like, yeah, you have to, like, die probably for this. <laughs> like, this is crazy. 
You're going to Aurora Penthe yeah. for this shit. You're going away, dude. <laughs> Say bye. Dude. But I think Thomas Riker was the original Riker, and he had all the bad decision making filtered out of him to make Will Riker. <laughs> well, that's nice. Will Riker is like, well, we're gonna like, I'm gonna stay on the Enterprise because it's where I belong. And Thomas yeah. Riker was like, I'm leaving this bitch. I'm yeah, moving man. up in the world. I'm gonna go find my way. Like, yeah, like an idiot. Like he's a dumbass. He's, he's like a complete fucking moron. He's like that guy you know that like is doing a different thing every other month, and you're like, all right, man, that's cool. But like, then you come back and he's like, I'm big into microbreweries now, and you're like, cool, man. And the next one you go back and he's like, I'm gonna be a pilot. <laughs> Dude, like, I was so. Fuck? I don't know why, but my brain was like so dead fucking sure that you were gonna say, "Yeah, I'm big into micro machines." <laughs> I mean, I mean, I still am. So <laughs> I never got out of it. I'm not even fucking joking. I you love go, micro you go machines. up to some your friend and he's like, "I'm big into micro machines now," and you come back a month later and he's like, "No, nah, I'm into Polly Pocket," <laughs> and you're like, "Eh." Not as cool, but all right. <laughs> like, w- wasn't the Mighty Max Mighty toy Max. line That's like boy. the Polly Pocket yeah. for boys? It was boy Polly Pocket, yeah. yeah. They had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version of that that I really wanted. They too. made it was like they a made, big um, shell, and it opened up, and it was their yes. sewer set. Yeah, and I, I always wanted that, and I always wanted the shell walkie talkies were cool. Oh, fuck yeah, I always wanted those. They made Star Wars mini scenes. They weren't like Polly Pockets where you unfolded them. Well, the Death Star one was. But like they were like That's little awesome. little I still have them. They're like little miniature Hoth Endor. They had a Death Star one that opened up. Uh, Do you know they made cool. a Polly Pocket type thing with a phaser? I saw it at the convention. Like it opens up and it's like a shuttle set. That's awesome. It was really cool, and it had a little red shirt, like a little like command figure because it was yeah. TNG. It was a little command figure that I could not place who the fuck it was supposed to be. Because it was Data, Jordy, and some fucking guy. <laughs> it didn't look like anybody. Was it Argyle? <laughs> it was probably Argyle. The Argyle move uh, divisions as he command now. Um, I told you once before that I entered into a Lay's potato chip contest for um, the Phantom Menace when I'm that gonna, was up there. I'm going to pretend I remember this. <laughs> I told this to you ages ago, is the okay, thing. Okay, I don't remember. And uh, I went to the convention over the weekend, and I found the fucking Queen Amidala phone, the shell you phone. You could have bought it. That I won. You didn't the even, you could have just waited thing. 20 years. You could have bought it. And, like, I ah. was so psyched to see it, and the guy behind the counter was like, oh, are you interested in that? And I went, no. Why? <laughs> you played it cool? No, I didn't want it. It was a piece of junk. It didn't it's even wor- work when I, mean, it's I won it from the Lay's contest. <laughs> I mean, it's worthless now, too. Like, yeah. when are you going to use it? Like, it's it's a, like a, a phone that plugs into a wall? What the it's fuck is that? It's a landline. It's not going to work. The fuck am and I going to do with that? The thing <laughs> is, I was like, fucking, because no one would believe, knew what I was talking about. Like, my be- friends yeah. didn't know what I was talking about. I believe you. And I saw it, and I ran up, and I was like, fucking, this is it! This is the thing I won from the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. But the yeah. guy behind the counter saw me lose my shit over it. So he yeah, was he like, thought you fucking, really I got it. a stool pigeon. Ah, 40 bucks for a time phone. To gu- time to gull this idiot. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's investment. You, you're big into phones that don't work anymore. <laughs> so, so he saw me lose my shit, and he saunters up and goes, oh, you interested in that? And I'm like, yeah, but... No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You're like I've me. never seen a man's heart break 
so hard. <laughs> you should have been. I would have been like, no, I won it. I'd have been like, I won that phone in the contest. I got it for free in a contest. That's what I would have said. I'd be like, yeah, I already have one. I won it. All I could wonder is like, is this mine? Is this it the could one I be. won? <laughs> Dude, it fucking could be. You're not too far away from where you used to live and shit. No, I was. Like, There's no way that a bunch of people had these. Right? How many did they make? Right, I like a hundred, two hundred. Who knows? I had who that on my knows? shelf the whole time I grew up at my house. Like ever since uh, Phantom Menace, it was there. And then when I moved to go to college, I just threw it away. Oh man, that's sad. I was like, why will I need this? Why did I keep this? It never well, you worked. knew. You knew that nobody would ever need it at some point. No. Ten no years later, people were it. already like, nobody needs this. What is that? <laughs> that convention had a lot of cool shit at it. Like I, um, there's another Steel City Comic Con. Like it happens twice a year. It's biannual. Or three times a year, actually. Triannual. So there's one in December in uh, oh my God. Pittsburgh. I suggest people go to it, because I'm going to be there. Well, it's like two feet away from your house. It's true. It is Maybe two feet I'll away go, from my house. Jeff, if I can sleep on your floor. You can. I mean, I've got like a some like an air mattress somewhere. Mm, I think. I'm big into floors. Well, I've got several. Floors? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's good to have a few of those. <laughs> You're always walking on my house, Josh. You know that. What if I just showed up? It's me. I'd be, <laughs> hey, like, I'd be like, who? And then I'd slam hey, the door Mrs. in your face. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you'd be Gurkle in the situation. <laughs> Stefan. Which I guess is good Urkel. Now, we were calling it Girl Urkel when Jeff and Josh shoot the shit. Gurkle, oh, you but it's good Urkel now. <laughs> Wasn't that... Uh, what was her name? It Urkel's was a uh, fucking uh, shit. Moira from, from uh, Full House. Her name was Kimmy. Gibbler. Oh, oh, Kimmy Gibbler. We're calling Gurkle. Yeah, yeah. But girl there was Urkel. Gurkle. His, his girlfriend on Family Matters that he had later was Moira. Was her name? Yeah, right? who was also played by Steve Urkel, man. Right? Jill- no, no, no. It wasn't. No, it was. It was a, it was a she nerd was, girl. She was like a real cutie, but they were like. She's a nerd, you know, like in typical, yeah. like, fucking stupid fashion. If she took her glasses off and put her yeah. hair down, she'd be prom queen. Yeah. She's a nerd now. It was like, this girl is, like, like not a nerd in real life, right? Like, she's not. I've never in my life seen someone who's actually attractive play a nerd well, except Jaleel White. Yeah, no, Somehow he went from being, like, the suavest fucking man, and he would put some suspenders and shit on and look like a complete goober. Yeah, but he had fun doing it. I was watching some clips today. I was when I was finishing continue. I was like watching like some Urkel shit. I was like, oh, I gotta put an Urkel thing in here. I wanted to put the Urkel dance in because I was like, remember the Urkel <laughs> dance? And I was like, man, I love this shit. And like the guy like spikes the punch, and it's like a ooh. Uh-oh. It's like every fucking normal person in high school is spiking punch, guys. Like it's not a fucking federal crime. Oh, no. He's gonna oh go to jail, god. Josh. Spiking the punch? Oh my god. That's like the worst thing you can do. What the fuck, dude? That's fucked up. They did that guy that wants one people to have where, fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did do that one episode where the oldest son. Got racially profiled. Yeah, I remember that, that by the police. That was like a harsh ass. ass. That was Urkel crazy. Wasn't even in that bitch. Yeah, no. I think that was crazy because like Carl was a cop and he was like, "What are you doing?" You know, right? Like it was crazy because yeah, he believed the cop to begin with. Yeah. And then he went to talk to the cop and he was like, "Oh, you know, he was a black kid in a bad neighborhood, yeah. in a good neighborhood. You know what those types are up to." And it's like 
that's the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you fucking dumb? That show was way better than uh, than it had any right to be. That show yeah. was great. The thing is, nobody remembers anything but Urkel. From I know. That show. But the show itself was actually like really fucking good. Yeah, it was and good. It got bad towards the end because it became the Urkel show. Well, it jumped the shark like, like almost as soon as it possibly could. It yeah, Urkel the shark. goes to space. Urkel show. He gets a jetpack and flies to fucking step by step. Yeah, he, 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 like, he joins NASA in the last few episodes and then goes to space. I love it. I fucking love he, it. They dude. also time travel several times. Like he builds That's a time right. machine. And Don't they go back? There's like an episode where they keep going back to like fix stuff or something. Is that yeah? Right? There's an episode where oh, they man. end up in caveman times. That's awesome. You know what they should have done? Crossed over with dinosaurs. <laughs> They should have done that. <laughs> that would have been so fucking fun. Dude, if I was, like, ABC, and, like, like if it was, like, 1990, right, and, I was, and, like, I knew how stupid all this shit was, I'd be like, look, just Urkel's gonna be on everyone's show. Put fucking Urkel in perfect fucking strangers for all Dude. I care. Well, put perfect him in it. Str- Did you know that Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers? Because it's Chicago, right? The uh, mother from Family oh, Matters yeah. was... Uh, she worked at the office the for Perfect office. Strangers. Holy fuck, you're right, dude. And she was like super sassy and didn't take no shit from Balky and Larry. Well, then why didn't they do that? I don't know. They wasted their fucking opportunity, they, man. They did it with Step by Step and they did it with uh, the Michelle show. <laughs> the full, full, full House. house. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do it with Boy Meets World, which made me sad. No, Boy Meets World was like a little too late. Well, Boy Meets World was on when like... That the, was yeah. The kid was like a kid. They were like, little, he was like yeah. seven or something when that show started. Yeah. And then they don't they don't play that shit. Then they got that porn star to be in it before she was a porn star. <laughs> That's true. Hey, did why didn't Urkel show up on Saved by the Bell? Uh, ABC didn't own it, right? I think that yeah, was Saved M- by the Bell was NBC. NBC, yeah. That would have been the ultimate cross. It, ha- it would have had reach and Urkel. oh, two Urkels, fuck, dude. <laughs> Shit, shitty white Urkel and awesome Urkel. Urkel and white Urkel, the team up. <laughs> Urkel, I said shitty white Urkel. I should have just said white Urkel. It's like redundant. <laughs> Fuck you, me. <laughs> Fuck white people. They suck. Um, <laughs> we just talk about fucking sitcoms now. No, the, all those sitcoms should have crossed over it. Yeah, you, the Fawns should have been in Mash. <laughs> <laughs> He time traveled to the Korean War. <laughs> Not too far back. It would have been a, like a couple of years. He wouldn't even probably had to time travel. He could have showed up. Yeah, man. I'm all about crossovers. Like, I think they're funny as fuck on sitcoms. Like, it's great. Fuck it. Who cares? Movie uh, sitcoms suck. Like, they they're inherently shitty, True. right? There is just like I, there was something I was talking about earlier. Like a, acceptable shittiness. Yes. Exactly. There, there was a level of acceptable shittiness they're when like, it come to sitcoms. We were just ready to accept how shitty they They're were. like cereal. They're like cereal. Like, cereal's really shitty, but it's good. And also, there's like a certain amount of time you have to enjoy it. And after that, it sucks really bad. And that's a sitcom. Like, I don't know. I love cereal, so I don't know. <laughs> but like, you're not going to eat like cereal that's been sitting out for like an hour. That's true. Cereal does have its time limit. It, you need to like get in there when whatever. I like a more soggy cereal, but I don't like a super soggy cereal. Oh yeah, you yeah, I, I mean? agree. I I don't like the cereal where it's still dry on top. Yeah, I'm not trying to eat no fucking dust. No, it's 
And if it's got raisins in it, fuck off, dude. You know what was a sitcom that was super underrated? Uh, no. <laughs> I asked that. I said, I don't know. And now I realize I should have known. <laughs> it's Night Court for everybody. <laughs> Night Court was like during that time period where they were like, all right, we've done all the sitcoms where people work at regular places. Yeah, what where can else we can do? they do? Yeah, and it was like, so, like, like it was so gimmicky, right? Like it really only could be the, in the court for the first couple. It's so gimmicky. It is. The gimmick was that they could have guest stars be crazy people, right? And they would never run out of the ability to have crazy people show up and. Do and it funny was things. New York City, right? It was one of the first ones I remember, like really being in New York City. Uh, like every sitcom that took place in a city was like. At a thing. Taxi, right? I think yeah. that was New York, right? I think Taxi was Chicago. Whatever. The Chicago, the, the New York of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, any, anything that happened in a big, big city, it was always, like, they're doing a city job. You know? Like, cops are, like... And, like... It was set in the city, but you never saw the city. No, you never saw it, because it, it you wasn't. You would see, like, the opening theme had the city in it. Right. There's Mary Tyler Moore lived in the city, but yeah. you never fucking saw the city. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is Cincinnati a city? Uh, She didn't live in Cincinnati. Where did she live? That was WKRP in Cincinnati. Is that a Cincinnati's not a city, though, right? <laughs> I mean, it depends on your definition of city, I guess. I don't... I'm not gonna... I'm gonna say it's not a city. Uh, I don't remember where Mary Tyler Moore was. I know it was fucking snowy all the is time. Is it St. Paul? Is it Minnesota? It was Minnesota. Yeah. I think. Mary Shit. Tyler Moore setting. Uh, single well, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota. Also not a city. What what counts as a city? Because like I've heard people ones. say Philly doesn't count as a city. It, well, for a while it was like the number four like media market. It was huge. Like I, I like I consider like all East Coast like a big city, like a metropolis, like a megalopolis, like from Boston Me- to Mega Wa- City One, Mega City One, yeah, like Boston <laughs> to DC is like it's all a city, right? Like that's just one big. It's city. pretty much just hopping from city to city at that point. Yeah, there's no like real breaks. Like I mean, where I live maybe is about as far west as you get before like you really start getting into some shit. But like, uh, like I Chicago, mean, Philly. To be fair, the only people I've heard say that Philly isn't a city or people from New York City, Los Angeles or Chicago. Yeah, well that's like being from like Hong Kong and being like people from New York don't live in a city. <laughs> like, yeah, cause like you live in fucking Hong Kong. <laughs> in, um, an entire city island. Yeah, this whole place is a fucking city. Man, I'd love to go to Hong Kong. Not now you don't want to go. Well no, not at the moment. <laughs> I'll take a I'll take a break on that one. Did you ever see the people who were fucking complaining that they can't go on vacation to Hong Kong? I right? saw uh I saw I didn't see it because I I couldn't bring myself to actually physically watch it with my eyeballs because I I'll like get really sad about it. Mm-hmm. But I did see that that was happening. Like a bunch of white people were like, why don't you think about what we have to go through? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Cool. Great. People are fighting for their independence right now. Like it's gonna happen here, hopefully. So. <laughs> they honestly, man, like they do. They're doing it right over there. They know, like they're sitting in airports. That's like we need to be doing that. We need to just go to airports. And be like, nope, nobody flying today. 
I saw a video the other day, maybe it was earlier today, of like these five people ran towards a cop who had like a, this like fucking stun baton and a yeah. shield. And they grabbed his arms and took his fucking armaments and just threw him on the ground and ran away. That's amazing. I was like, Jesus, fuck. That's, That's so amazing. efficient. They're narrow to running at the cop. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. That All right, fucking... we got off topic. Um, oh, right, we're still recording. <laughs> we're still recording. Oh, I forgot for a minute, worth. too. Don't worry. I saw the little icon for Audacity in the bottom, and I was like, oh, yeah, wait. They're going to be like, data lore is two and a half hours long. <laughs> Jesus. It is actually going to be two hours long. Yeah. You know what? We'll call it here. Uh, the the vote, I guess, the score at the end of data lore is a B- minus for season, season one. one and a D- minus at best for but the rest of the show. Thanks to the curve. Thanks because everyone did shitty in season one. It's a little higher. <laughs> The class of season one was full of dunces, so the curve was pretty strong. Bunch of ding-dongs over there. <laughs> I think that's all for this episode. That's all we're going to be able to talk about. So uh, right out the gate, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of M-Class Podcast and for supporting us. Yeah. And if you'd like to support us more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where, where for as low as $1 a month, you can get access to wallpapers, free Discord for $1, so it's not free. You get access to podcasts, tons of podcasts. I think there's 100 bits altogether of patron-only audio at this point, which is nuts. That's crazy. 100 gigabits or megabits? 100 items that oh. you can listen to. I thought you were talking in, like, computer jargon. Nah, I don't know about any computers. I have somebody else running this thing for me right now while I talk. I <laughs> got somebody thing. else on the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are different levels on our Patreon that you can get to to get even more content that we're going to be working on real soon. So sign up if you want to support us. You want more of the show. We've been at this for three years now. Josh hates it when I say that. I don't know what you just said. I <laughs> zoned it out. I haven't been listening to what you said. We've been saying. three years, Josh. We've been working on it for three years. Of what? This podcast. What podcast? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Josh has been sniffing paint. He didn't remember. Yeah, I love paint. <laughs> it smells so good. It's like a marker in my nose. And if you don't want to be a patron, then uh, fuck you, for one. But for two, yeah. we just appreciate you listening to the program. And you can become a part of the program by becoming a fucking patron. Yeah. But you can also send us an email at uh, mclassemail at gmail.com. Be a part of our other show, M-Class Email, which is back and stronger than ever. we got a shit ton of emails. Oh, my time. God. Fucking Forgot about that, finally. didn't we? <laughs> uh... You can support us by following us on Twitter. That's mm -hmm. at M Class Podcast. A sizable chunk, the like far bigger size of our podcast, does not follow us on Twitter. What according the fuck? To our, according to our <laughs> analytics, uh, we have about uh, one thousand five hundred listeners, and we have about five hundred and some followers on Twitter. So what the fuck you people do? Get the shit on Twitter. Oh, I'm scared of Twitter. That's where the Russian bots live. The <laughs> Russian bots live in your fucking blood now. Get yeah. a Twitter. Yeah, he's right. 
What the fuck? <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> oh shit, Jeff, is this real? Oh my god, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, follow us on Twitter, send an email in, become a patron, show us that you love what we do, and we might continue doing it for three get more on, years. Get on the Discord, and I get on there every now and then, and I just go ham. I talk about all kinds of shit. If you want to know the innermost workings of Josh's soul, then you better get in that Discord. You better become at least a $1 patron a month. If yeah. every one of our listeners became a $1 patron, I could afford to eat real food that doesn't come out of a bag. <laughs> it would I mean, be so good. Technically, a lot of foods come out of a bag. I mean, like, it's dehydrated. Oh, you gotta rehydrate it. Like a to ramen. Like a ramen. Like a ramen or it's like too a powdered hot. toast. It's too hot for ramen. I can't wait till it's cold and I can eat fucking ramen again. Oh, man. I do, I do love eating ramen. That shows how poor we are. We love eating ramen. Well, we make it good, though. Like, we don't fuck That's around true. with ramen. Like, we do some shit. Like, you and I That's go true. the extra mile. I cook chicken and shit. It's great. It's You delicious. gotta, like, put, like, a nice meat in there. Maybe an egg. I do definitely do an egg. Always. Here's a little secret. Like, if your ramen doesn't have enough chicken taste for you, like, if, like, I've found that Maru Chan starts to have, like, a mm. little bit of a flowery taste lately. Yeah, you said and, I haven't had it, but yeah. And Top Ramen has, like, it doesn't have a real strong chicken flavor. Yeah. So get chicken bouillon cubes, put, put the it in the cube water. In. Thicken put it, it in up the water a bit. when it starts boiling, yeah. and it, like, It'll give you all the chicken flavor you ever want, baby. You put some actual oh, chicken in there with it. Oh, my God. It's good shit. Now I want this, but it's so hot. You, because you I, want ramen recipes? Become a patron. Yeah. We'll put them up. I write down ramen recipes on the Discord, and the secret to time travel is also up there. It's true. It's a pinned message on the Discord, so you better go get it. <laughs> Before I take the it The Discord down. has its own culture. It's got its own, like... Yeah, it's like a a forum from the old days because people use it constantly. Yeah, and they're always they're always about on everything. It. It's dude. It's like it's like if you let an AI do its own thing for a while. That's like what our Discord is. <laughs> Just AI like talking to itself. It's crazy. <laughs> To the point where, like, we show up and like in other people's discords. Yeah. Like, if you go to fucking, I don't know, like. Uh, some famous person's Discord and like, or any internet person's Discord, and they come in, people lose their shit. Like, yeah. oh, it's fucking Markiplier. I don't know. Yeah, good. I don't know who's yeah, famous that's, anymore. That's a good one. And uh, we show up, and they're like, yeah, whatever. They're like, who's this idiot? <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to have a conversation. About they like dogs. argue with me. They're like, they're like, no. <laughs> And it's like a fact about me. They're like, no, you don't, you don't like that, Josh. It's like, all right, I guess you're right. It's it's fun. It's a very fun place. It's it's nice that like we're mostly just part of the community. It's not like an altar to us or anything. So if you if you're not big on like internet hero worship, like I know I do, yeah. Then this is the perfect Discord for you, since they don't give a fuck about us. <laughs> Look, just be a fucking patron already, you know? <laughs> yeah. What are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. Don't be a waitron. Be a patron. Don't be a burk. Be a gurk. Gurk it up. A patron today. Cha ching, cha ching. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the. I can hear it ringing in the distance. Oh, they're coming. And also, you could become, like, a sponsor of the podcast if you want. Just email us at mclassemail at gmail.com. We can work that out. 
Yeah, let's get more sponsors. Let's get more money. We'll read, anyway, we'll read it like real pro. Jeff's real good at it. I I can pull it together. I can do it. <laughs> I can get my shit together for five minutes. Yeah, I've done it. Uh, I've done I've done stuff like that before. Josh is real good. You guys just don't get it. I'm just playing idiot on everything I do. In real life too. Um, it's easier. Than, for- <laughs> it's easier than being smart. People, if you're too, if you're smart, people hate you. It's true. People hate people who are smart. That's why people really hate do. me. I'm serious. That sounds like super really egotistical. It's really people egotistical. People hate me because I'm super say. smart. But like, nah. Josh Henderson, super genius. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going to blow up the world now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. I'm mentally ill.